Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm our host. Joining me today on this new edition, first off, we've got Josh Torres. I am trying to stay healthy. It's like I've been having this really itchy throat this past, this past week, so I, it's, been, it's been tough. People are saying, you're going to get sick. I'm like, don't, don't say that. I kid you not. Don't. Every person in my workplace is currently like, we've had about five or six people off from work because they've been sick and i don't know if oh, there's been yeah. something big going around i know you and me we're both here based in los angeles county and we've been kind of dealing with some severe weather patterns that are completely new to us uh especially i mean you've been dealing here for years how's it yeah it's been like it's been really crazy like this is like the most rain you've had in quite a while there's a reason like we've had so much rain that we're california's almost out of the drought and to hear that, like, the, on the day of this recording, he showed me that L.A. Times tweet of, like, oh, it might, might be the biggest storm in, like, seven years coming tonight. Good luck. I'm like, oh, all right, thanks. Yeah, there's, like, a big difference between uh, the storms that are helping with the drought and the storms that are causing destruction because they're ca- talking about, like, mudslides and things like that, like massive flooding. Um, hopefully we can avoid that issue, but they're already saying about 40% of the state is now out of the drought. And so we can only hope that that really continues because yeah, um, we need I, that. Yeah, I mean, I've only been here for less than a year, so I'm I'm happy that <laughs> the time that I came, it's been pretty decent. I don't have to deal with like the 80 degree weather during the winter time, uh, quote unquote winter months that you guys had to put up with like a year ago. Yeah, it's some real, real weird, but you know, we're, we're off. we keep on going on. Absolutely. Uh, and then we've also got here joining us Kyle Campbell. Yep, and speaking of not so weather, it's the same thing here. It went, it was our, it was at plus three degrees earlier this week, and then it went all the way down to minus forty today. Oh God! And then it's going all the way up to plus one by next Friday, which I know that's uh, that's actually all in Celsius, by the way. So it's even colder than you probably think. But it's very, very unnatural weather here, and it, it makes my gives me the the worst like headaches because like the pressure change and everything like the humidity I imagine change, mm-hmm. it just makes me like like even right now I'm like oh god I feel so sick but I'm here to talk about video games we're all experiencing video games are engaged once again yeah ex- exactly yeah art I will mean, be good exactly uh, <laughs> and I mean I know you're from Canada now also joining us is another fellow Canadian Darren McPhail Yep, also in the Vancouver region. Yes, I, I know you're talking. I know, Kyle, you were mentioning that you like, took a shower, went outside, and then your hair froze to your skull. So that's, that's, what, yeah. that's when you know. I walked three blocks uh, after I went to the gym and took a shower, and my hair was frozen by the time I got to the coffee shop. Only three blocks. It was crazy. The it's best just... is when you're walking away from the gym and you look like the human torch because of all the steam coming off of you. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. It's, it, it, it's, it's a time. It's a time. See, that's the thing is that I appreciate the fact that I, when I moved out of Iowa about a year ago, like I mentioned, um, like right now in Iowa, they're dealing with like snowstorms and negative degree weather, just like you guys are. Uh, but here in California, I just went for a jog and it might have been about, you know, 50, 60 degrees outside. And so I can wear shorts all the time. So it's it's been pretty uh, refreshing <laughs> not to have to put up with that. But I noticed that if there's at least one inch of rain on the ground, because that's what I'm happy that at least if we're going to get this big storm in Saturday night, because there's just a little bit of rain on California highways, then people drive like completely. It's 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 been atrocious on the roads. It's insane. It's like, man, if you see like, if Californians see like a speck of rain on their windshield, they just all bets are off, man. 
It's you been, should see the people yeah. in Vancouver as soon as there's snow on the streets. <laughs> All of a sudden it's pandemonium and people are just crashing into each other or the highways are backed up because of a stupid accident. It's, Cats it's and dogs just like that. living I've together. To, I've, been, I've, I've, <laughs> I've had to learn to be incredibly aggressive on the roads. In Iowa, I mean, there's been traffic, but I don't have to deal with that. In California, I've had to be extremely aggressive. And uh, it's really bad especially when you're dealing with cars that love to change lanes into you i've had i think on friday alone i must have had four or five occurrences where when i was trying to turn into uh, a turn into a, a, another street uh, the car on the inside turning lane decided to change lanes into where i was so uh, that happened multiple times and i can i have to drive like a mile, an hour to get to work and so there's been so many chances for me to get into like one of these massive accidents and so i witnessed them all the way home i've i've born i've been witness to so many car accidents uh since i since i moved here and i just don't know how josh you've managed to live this long that's that's a lot welcome to california yeah i i just (laughs) it's so bad and i wish that there was like trains that went everywhere instead of having to put up with this but in any case we got a lot to, uh, to talk about with regards to games, so let's get right into it. Uh, but uh, before we get into news, as always, we like to talk about the games that we've been playing. And so, Josh, for, you're first up. Now, oh. the first game you've got listed here is something you did a review for, Fate Extella, the yep. Umbral Star. Um, talk to me a little bit about your experience with that game, with your review. I, I saw that you gave it a pretty positive review. Yeah, I, th- I enjoyed my time with it. Um... Fate Extella is pretty much kind of like a spiritual sequel to a, a little uh, now six-year-old RPG on the PSP called Fate Extra. That was like a, a turn-based RPG, a lot of uh, rock, paper, scissors kind of stuff. Um, it, Extella is weird because if this is like your first like engagement with the Fate series, you'll you will be totally lost because this is definitely a game that caters to fans of that of the Fate series, and even more so that like like the premise of it will make no sense if you haven't played at least Fate Extra. Really? Like the premise of okay, so here's the premise. I'll try to explain this. So <laughs> good luck. All right, <laughs> explain so, Fate for me. Yeah, I'm not explaining Fate. That will take oh. hours. But Extella opens up with it's presented like a visual novel. Like uh, there's this apocalypse that hits in an untimely uh, way. Like it, you know, it came way earlier than what prophets were expecting. So kind of most of humanity is wiped out. Um, where the story starts is you're at the end of uh, Extra. You win this, uh, what's known as the Moon's Holy Grail War. And that's kind of like a Battle Royale-esque uh, thing, uh, which is different from how the other uh, Fate series depict their Holy Grail Wars. It's kind of like uh, every week in that game, you're faced with another uh, master and servant uh, duo and then you eventually battle it out, thin out the numbers, and then you win this uh, something called the Moon Cell and the Regalia, which is kind of like a portable version of this Holy Grail. Of course, the Holy Grail is like a, the historical device that like grants wishes. So you wake up as this, you know, avatar, this dude or chick, um, and then you notice that you lost your memories, but you know you you meet the first protagonist, uh, the heroine, primary heroine of Fate Extra. Uh, uh, which is uh, Nero, Nero Claudius. Uh, she's a saber class, uh, as you know, well, or might know, not know in the Fate series, that servants are basically like uh, beings or, that are like summoned uh, based on historical figures. So some of these historical figures are gender bent in the way. Uh, so like what would be normally dudes might be end up as chicks because, you know, 
this caters the fate series japanese people you know really like that's what sells um so you wake up you're you notice that like hey nero's with you you won this whole real war but you have no idea why or how or where you are in you have to you reside on the moon um on your sovereign throne and then the second heroine of fate extra uh tamamo uh kind of starts getting into your territory your lands so you kind of have this faction war and then once you meet up with her the, she has some. She has a second regalia, which shouldn't even be a thing because only one regalia was rewarded at the end of extra, and whatnot. So, you kind of have this conflict and mystery of like, why are there two regalias? And then it gets into even weirder territory of like, why is there two of your characters? Like as a second, um, his his default name is like Hakuno. So you see that there's a second one of you, and so on. So it's kind of a weird kind of mystery in that sense, but it's a lot of. It's it's a lot of weird general Nasu uh, Nasu being the author of the Fate series uh, dialogue and and whatnot going on. There's hmm. all sorts of things. It's really weird to explain without actually like, spoiling everything too. <laughs> sure. Um, but you know, get, general gameplay. It's a big genre shift uh, from the extra series. It's now like a hack and slash warriors type thing. So it's like one versus an army nice. um, with your servants. Um, it's it's actually I was surprised at the how well it ran on the when I was playing on the PS4 and like the amount of enemies they like pack onto that screen is like I felt like I, it felt like I was like staring at like at least 80 at any given time on the screen at once that was and like just, a, the same at E3 too it ran pretty smoothly yeah yeah the, the, it's the, there's no there has been a hiccup uh, since then from that E3 build um, and it's just it I like the frantic pace of it I think the if there's one thing I have to like kind of dock it for it like in terms of like the feel of the mosu gameplay itself it's like it's kind of floaty it's not like dynasty warriors or samurai warriors or like um when you hit like uh an enemy it kind of has like a certain amount of weight on it this one is very very floaty like especially like you'll notice it more on big enemies that like you don't really uh hit stun them um as much so you're going through this uh game and then the main uh, objective for each stage is like basically beating the boss servant but to make them appear you gotta have to co- conquer a certain amount of territories because each ter- territory is worth um, a certain amount of keys called regalia keys so you kind of have like this tug of war going on between you and the, uh, the opposing team uh, to get that uh, the right amount of keys to get to the center first uh, for them to appear um, so it's kind of it's 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 weird because I wa- I like this game but it's like you have to be very cautious when going into it. If like if you have some knowledge of the Fate series, that's great. You can go play with like your favorite servants and whatnot. It's it's not a hard game at all. It's the one of the easiest Warriors games I've played. Um, Josh, I have that, a question. Yeah, go for it. So I'm someone who is a fan of the animated adaptations by UFO Table for Fate Zero, and I kind of liked the Fate Stay Night Limited Blade Works, okay. and I have played Fate Extra. But I have not played Fate Extra Triple C or whatever it is mm-hmm. that the Japanese only have. Would okay. I be able to follow the events of this game without having <laughs> that Japanese exclusive game? Because it, yeah. I kind of follow along with most of what you've said, but I feel like there's some stuff there where I'm like, all right, I'm okay. missing some pieces here. Yeah. Okay. So Triple C uh, is basically the sequel to Extra that never got localized here, 
you will do just fine uh, jumping into it. Triple C is only lightly referenced at some points if you're really digging into like uh, why Gilgamesh uh, decides to join the fray and like his you know motives are doing stuff like that kind of, that kind of weird uh, meta thing be uh, going into his role in the story, which isn't big. Like the only big roles that uh, in the story are just your main character and the three heroines, um, Nero, Tamamo, and Alt- a new servant, Altera who uh, first showed up in the Grand Order mobile game. You don't really need to know her uh, go, going into this. Uh, they do a fine job explaining her and whatnot. But you, you're, you'll you be fine. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're, you're totally cool. Um, you, you'll be, you're one of the few out there who's probably, will get, is going into this knowing like 90% of like why you're there, essentially. Okay, I'm pretty well equipped then. Yeah, you're, you're good. <laughs> you know? Um but other than that, uh, it's if there's one thing I re- that really really like frustrates me about it is like just the 3D character models of it. Is this, this looks like it's been it's it was made for the Vita, so you know the PS4 version is kind of like an upscaled version of that. So like the the, the models are just kind of ugly to look at, and that's like it doesn't really bother me as much during gameplay. But when you have the story scenes play out and like you see close-ups of the characters, especially during the intermission scenes where you like you kind of uh, are kind of getting close with uh, your female servant and whatnot. It's just like they're blocky heads, kind of like it's kind of like a clay doll that you're like laying by. Oh. It's kind of like man, oh man, this is kind of you know <laughs> this is this would be okay if like I if there was a little bit more fidelity of the models. Now just like it it kind of looks like pop up balloons in a sense, you know. <laughs> It reminds me a little bit about when I uh, covered Attack on Titan last year, when you were talking Mm -hmm. about that, uh, the context of not knowing about the game without having uh, seen the show or or played the game before or played the games. And so um, I assume that you could play it and you'll get something out of it. But without that context, you're missing out on a whole lot in terms of the character development and all that. Is that kind of what I'm feeling from this, what I'm getting from that? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you're if you're just let's say if we take Darren's situation, but he he didn't have that extra knowledge. Let's say because I know a lot of people are probably coming to this that only watch the anime adaptations of uh, Zero and Stay Night. If uh, you'll enjoy it in the in a sense that like you see. Uh, characters that you've seen in that show beat up a lot of dudes, but <laughs> to the the route to get to them is like because when you uh, boot up this game, there's only one playable character, and that's Nero. Everything else is unlocked via that story mode. So you can either you know make that story mode very trivial by just skipping everything and then going unlocking characters as fast as possible, and then that that's your game right there. But at that point, like. A lot of the value of this game, I feel, is kind of diminished if you don't get anything out of that story because it's right. very light on content. Other than that, other than like the the, the four paths of the story, so there's three and then one final true one. Um, there's only just a free battle mode and like the li- little side stories that are, ki- are kind of like bite-sized pieces or uh, like storylines of the other every other character in the game. And that only lasts like for maybe three stages. It's like a few dialogue pieces here and there because. If you're if you're not if if you're not doing it for that main story mode because that story mode can get pretty lengthy depending on how fast you read it can go up to like about twenty hours which is kind of pretty long for a, a warriors game um, you're not going to get much out of this in, at all 
I mean, I've dumped about yeah. 200 hours into Dynasty Warriors 4, and so yeah, <laughs> it's, I guess it's all about how you use it, but if it's about the story elements, yeah. Um, that, but, but that's a thing, what too. If you, 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 I'm sorry uh, to, to cut you uh-huh. off there. It's that you mentioned, like, if you've seen the shows, what if you have, like, absolutely no prior history with the games at all or the anime at all? Is there oh. something still for me? Because I've never seen any of it, really. I... I mean, if you like the character arc, Rick, it seems like, you know, <laughs> these characters that, like, look cool, like, beat up a lot of dudes with their flashy moves, then... So there's yeah, no, you no know, onboarding experience it's at all? Tough. It's tough. Yeah, uh. I, I can't... It's hard to recommend it, like, from my perspective. I'm sure maybe there are other people out there who haven't dabbled with fate at all and are, like, enjoying this just fine. I'm not sure, but... The spectacle. It's, it's just... It's hard, it's hard to think about it from their perspective. And it's sure. hard to also, like, kind of keep on replaying this for, like, so many hours because... There's, there are exactly five stage environments in that game, and there the only things that like get changed up between each stage is like how the sectors are laid out or like which paths you can take. But it, it, like nothing actually changes in the aesthetic of the of the actual stage. Like there's like no like hey there's like this this version of the stage has like this prop or this asset or this like you know uh, landmark. It, it it all looks exactly the same. Uh, you know, so you're gonna be go, you'll be going through a lot of repetition uh, in that gameplay. Like oh, even okay. uh, even uh, even on even on top of like the standard like Mosu repetition, already you're just you'll feel like you're going through the same thing again and again. Aesthet- uh, aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that's probably a, something that's comparable uh-huh. to Fate Extra that had a lot of uh, repetition in its yes. environments and enemies. It's it's unfortunate because you can do a, you could. You could have done a lot of like cool environments. Like you're on the fucking moon, and like you can do anything. Like essentially, there's no like there's no like prior buildup that you had to adhere to. And say, oh, we we established already that like the, the moon has like five sectors or five environments. That's it. It's like you could have done a lot of other cool stage environments just to kind of make it more like more appealing better. for newcomers <laughs> or just a more story uh like a better developed story from the beginning that's actually that's uh, actually the story is all right like yeah. i actually enjoyed the story uh weirdly enough but that's because i'm like i'm a fate fan i'm not saying that like there's like a super well-written story but like for the average you know quality of what you're getting out of the fate series which is, you know, I, I'm, i'll be the first to admit that like i i don't think fate has like the greatest writing at all i I, I struggle to call it good even, but it's amusing. It's entertaining because of how dumb it is. But that's just me. Uh, but the, yeah. the story of the story of this one, like you can, if you, if you like the characters and you like the new character Altera and like, if they, if they really sell the character to you, you'll very much enjoy it. There are a lot of touching moments in it outside of, you know, if you're a T- Nero fan or Tamamo fan, because you, you know, their routes are basically, uh, it's less about them getting developed as a character because their their development is done in extra and triple C. They're they're well developed characters already. Oh, okay. You see a little bit uh, you see a little bit of shift into Mamo because of, her, of the context of the situation, but you know the the main beef of uh, character interactions and development will come from the Altera story storyline and the final route on how this all wraps up and and the the way they kind of like present it is actually quite, quite neat, uh, a bit touching at parts, you know, and that's more than I expected uh, going into this. So in general, I I like the Fate Stella. It's just, 
it's hard to recommend without like copy. It's like, do you know this and this? Do you like this or this? Oh, okay. You know, do you like do you like this and this? If you, if if yes, you'll love it. it. It it sounds to me then it's it's that um, I mean the when I tend to look at those types of games, I'm looking at like Koei Tecmo and Omega Force with Arslan and you know, once again to Attack on Titan and stuff like that. Attack on Titan I don't think does a great job on onboarding the onboarding experience for newcomers for that series, and it's easy to say you know you'd be better off just doing that. Arslan, at least, um, I don't know why, but that game got a good amount of flack, and I don't know how, just because I had a really good time with that game. But that seemed like uh, the type of example where you know you could know nothing about that series, like the new one or the old one, because it's a, originally there was an anime like it was back in the '90s or something, uh, yeah. and then one from like a few years ago. Um, and that I felt like I didn't know anything that was happening, but I still got a really good experience from the story aspect of that. And so, yeah, it, it seems like it's clearly a game meant for fans of the series, and yeah. that's awesome. You know, that's it's not like you got you got a lot of like opportunities to uh, have something like that, especially because it's sure. been a long time since the last um, Fate game. I know they just announced like a new Fate anime for this year, but that's about it, right? Uh, Several actually. Yeah, you have, multiple uh, you actually, ones. Yes, the the Fate Extra uh, is actually getting anime adaptation this year, along with Fate Apocrypha, and I think that's oh no, and the Fate uh, Stay Night Heavensfield movies from UFO Table as well. It's a lot of projects. That's a lot of Fate, and yeah. there's even more Fate. You have this Grand Order VR project for the PS4 and. And uh, like a new like chapter in the Grand Order mobile game, they are going whole ham on Fate, and you know that's what makes the money. So it makes sense. I know there was everyone. Like a... Please be excited to be next year. Clay dolls in VR. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Just bring the models in from uh, Umbral Star. I, oh, I, God, I know no. you and me. We, Scare me. Oh gosh, uh, I know you and me, Josh. We were talking about the on the Discord about the fan translation project for Fate Extra CCC. I think it was. Uh huh. And that the, it's been almost a year since there was an update on that, but it was also the last time they gave an update the same group about a, a, a Sakura Wars translation that they were working on. So who knows where that's at? So yeah. uh, you said this is a sequel, and so I'm sure even you are kind of out of the loop a little bit, unless. Did you play? I played CCC. I but my my memories of it are hazy because like I remember enjoying it a lot, but like the the story details of it is like it's all mumbo jumbo because there's a lot of like think about the weirdest thing you can think of in that series of what you've seen and kind of like <laughs> amplify it by like three times and that's like the average level of where CCC is, is, is it, at. Is it's, it the Kingdom Hearts level of of like? Uh, confusion and vagueness and uh ambiguity kind of yeah yeah it's, it. <laughs> it's it is definitely a thing it's really deep is what you're saying <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> if that's if that's what they're the calling illusion it, of death yes <laughs> yeah. very but, heavy uh, words yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't bank on like that fan translation ever getting that because it's a I, it's a difficult it, like even for me i had to like ask like three different like friends in japan and i was going through i was like what the hell does this, does this mean you know because i like, generally like i could read Javi's somewhat well like enough to get by but like this one just makes no fucking sense like you're gonna have to like explain what the fuck they meant by this yeah something you know? something saber that's all i got that's uh, I, my, <laughs> my, my, I have a very limited knowledge of the fate series other than like stupid memes and stuff like that that's what i have to put up with on my twitter account <laughs> maybe on, on you're, you're twitter. out of all this was maybe this, you're better <laughs> it was something about saber not being able to swim despite saying like you know she has control of the elements or something. i don't know it was it was 
Anyway, uh, I know what you're talking about. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, is that image of her learning how to swim? Yeah, that's. I think, I think she's saying famous. like no body of water could like impede me. Then it shows her <laughs> yeah. struggling to swim in Fate Stay Night. And you're like, nice. oh god, that's that's <laughs> trying to get some help. That's I really do need to see it just because I've heard such great things about it, like that and Fate Zero and all those other ones. It's it's just because uh, there's. Like over the past few years, I was trying to clear up a lot of my guilty, uh, uh, the the ones I was guilty of not seeing of my anime backlog. But I haven't seen like any anime in about a year, and I feel bad about that. So I'll need to start with Fate soon. But it's so much to get through. Like when I was trying to get through Ghost in the Shell, uh, and you know all these other shows that I was trying to catch up on. It's it's something I do intend to do that, and it feels like it's a good time to do that with all the new projects on the horizon. So. Yeah, the the nice thing about all this is like you can take it at your own pace because all these projects aren't like you know like super connected. Like the the Fate series is very much a multiverse kind of thing. Like much like oh, well, I wouldn't say much like Kingdom Hearts because they're all linked. But like uh, so, like there's no Kingdom Hearts like, anime it, as far as I know. Yeah. So. I'd yeah, say like, like think uh, of it like Ghost in yes. the Shell. But yeah, that's uh, they're good. all they're all their own separate series, but they're all somewhat related and thematically similar. Yeah, yeah. I guess the show is very much like that. Uh, uh, obviously, and they also have like the whole prequel that happens in that too. Um, so yeah, the, and once again, you can see the review for Fate Excella, the Emerald Star, up on the site. Uh, go check that out. Uh, sounds like. Did you? I know you mentioned on the Twitter. Was there any spoilers in that review? By the way. Uh no no, no not no. at all. That's that's kind of what we like to do on the site is try to avoid that as much as we can, especially because you know other than that gameplay story seems to be all that it has going for it. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like there there are some neat things about the gameplay, but you can go read that. It's like it's it's a lot of like you know uh, mostly mumbo junk. Like you know every every Warriors game has like their own set of gimmicks or the or, or set of things to, like kind of like make it more like uh, to separate it from the rest of all the other ocean of like Warriors games. So it has you know its fair share of that as well. Well, great. Well, to check that out. So and then the other game that you've been playing, I know Kyle just bought this. I don't know if Darren, if you've actually been. Get it, if you got this or if you're interested, but you've also been playing uh, Josh Gravity Rush 2. Yeah, this just uh, came in the mail yesterday. Uh, I want to play it so much, but I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it? I, I've uh, put a few hours into it. Man, but the last time I actually played Gravity Rush was on the Vita. I didn't play the remastered version. I, I got it just to support it, but man, what, it's been weird getting like back into that. It's yeah. because I like the all the improvements to it just it being on a bigger screen now and like how much more like vibrant it is like if you remember on the vita version the the city or town of hexaville uh, it was a, a lot of brown uh drab colors kind of a little bit monotone at times um this yeah. one just goes all out with uh with different environments different color schemes and, and whatnot i'm really enjoying just it feels it feels better to go to fly around. Like you can actually speed up, like you know, being able to fly around now, and like it really conveys the sense of scale well, of, like that we had complete control over how we wanted to uh, size this thing up. And it it doesn't feel it it does it's not like it's not so big that like it feels like it takes like uh, like two minutes to get from one end to the map to the other. There's like it's it's sized well enough so like it feels like it's big, but you're getting to places quickly, and that's a that's a real tough thing to balance. For oh, cool. open world games like that, um, did I? I forgot going into this because I I forgot to watch the Overture anime OVA thing that they had oh, a few weeks yeah. back. It, well, it's it's supposed to bridge the gap between one and two. Yeah. that's the whole point. 
Overture. Yeah, is so that kind of like Brotherhood, where it's required reading, or is it no, kind of just no, more? No, the director uh, will say it won't be. <laughs> the director will say it won't be, but it turns out it actually is. Uh, I would no. say yeah, Josh is like Josh would <laughs> the, know, but it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, the the it's nice nebulous. thing about that too is like you you don't need uh, like any con- you don't need knowledge from one or Overture to get into it. Like they do a brief summary, like hey, like you know this is how they ended up in this place of like from this, but they you don't like Gravity Rush was like light on story, and this one is seems like the same way. Like you don't need to like oh you need to know like exactly the exact developments of these characters or not. It's like no, here's the cast. Like you know if you want to like dig more into that cast, you can like see like maybe a summary. Or something even like overtures like it th- those things are very much like for the fans who like what's going on in the context of those games but if you're in there for like the gameplay like you know just being able to fly around you'll do perfectly fine you won't be lost in what's going on it has its own story arc that it's telling um yeah and- i haven't i haven't played the first one i only played a demo of it that came with mm-hmm. my vita years ago and i i'm like you know what i'll just risk it because it, it looks <laughs> fun so whatever oh, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun, but my my main gripe with it at the moment, it could be rectified earlier, I, uh, later on, is just I, it does everything from the first game so well, but it also retains some of like the bad things from the first game that I wish got rectified. There's still some weird, you know, camera issues that you have, especially when you're like trying to focus on a boss, like it kind of just spazzes all over the place at times. Um, you still kind of have to deal with the motion sensor, which is uh, I don't know about how you feel about that. <laughs> Um, well, you especially are like manipulating gravity, sliding. so it makes sense that you'd have trouble with the, the camera. That's the justification. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm hoping that those things get ironed out. I still haven't gotten, like, the new Lunar and uh, Jupiter styles, I believe what they're called. It's kind of like the like the quick, speedy version and, like, the heavy version, more powerful version of, like, your gravity moveset. Uh, I hope to get them soon. Uh, just been having a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad that, like, they they revisited gravity rush that like they gave this uh a, another chance to like really shine and for the creators to do what they really wanted to do with this uh series um uh, it's awesome uh it's great um, I, I i love the general vibe of those games especially the music on the note of you bring up the creators it, it's so weird to think that uh toyama who directed that is also the man that created silent hill um, yeah, right? just because they're just two totally different things it's like yeah the original director of silent hill was toyama same as gravity rush just amazing <laughs> yeah the creative vision uh, on uh, for him is just amazing just downright spectacular like mm-hmm. uh, very cool. i can't wait i can't wait to play it. it it looks really stunning visually too yeah uh, mm-hmm. like and I've heard it perform. I've heard it doesn't have a day one patch, which is kind of amazing. I know it's so weird. Like it's boot up that disc, and then it's like and then in like in like three seconds, like okay, the install's done. Awesome. Like I go into it, and then you're already in the game. Like when you uh, go into that game, like go, it goes straight into the actual game itself. There's like no menu that you uh, deal with, like no main it's, menu. It's, so it's like, it's, it's pretty telling that that like that's like a plus because I, I know like a, right. Everyone but talking that is about a back that. of the box quote. No, no day, day one. one patch. No day one patch directly in game first. Yeah. There's very, the, very few the, of those. So unless it's like smaller yeah. games, like indie games, they don't really have any of those. So that's that's very refreshing. It kind of you know where people always talk about the pre- preservation of the medium, and I keep thinking about this generation in particular and how like what's it going to be like in 10 years? Like, are all the patching servers going to still be up for a lot of those games? I don't know. 
going to be relying upon Game of the Year editions that included all the updates and DLC <laughs> and all that. Ex- except for a lot of those just come with like a download voucher. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of scary. It's just like, ugh. Don't worry, Kyle. Kyle, just leave it all to the cloud. The cloud will solve everything. The cloud. Yeah, the, cloud <laughs> will, the cloud will save scale, uh, scale bound. Oh. <laughs> It'll save that and uh what was that game that was apparently all part of the cloud uh remember remember only like crackdown three yeah that. yeah it's remember, gonna be remember? out they're saying that that might be released with the uh, uh scorpio, scorpio this yeah this winter yeah and so that's like that, that's gonna be their big thing but yeah it's remember remember a, a couple years ago or leading up to the new console generation when they're like every game needed to like have tablet support and cloud support and all that crap like oh yeah you can use this app for your phone and it works with the game and hey, I'm like, that uh, all it works away. pretty well with Metagear solid 5 so i'm not i'm not really opposed to that it's just the fact that yeah they they really oversold it and made it way too big a deal like with what was it assassin's creed um Oh no! That's how you open up those chests that you found. That was the absolute worst. I I think they they did eventually patch that out, but man, I mean, I'm not personally, I'm not opposed at all to DLC, but yeah, it's the fact that they keep the patches keep getting bigger and bigger, and the fact that a lot more of the um, ISPs are enforcing like these bandwidth caps, like Comcast and whatnot, that people aren't Mm -hmm. able to deal with that. So it's like eventually the game industry or ISPs, they need to really work together to solve that because, uh, yeah, it's really hard to be able to put up with that when you're dealing with like 20, 30 gig patches, especially with the recent news about um, Forza. I think it might have been on PC, I believe, where there was like this glitch where it downloaded the entire game uh, again on yeah, accident. Yeah, so that's that, I'm talking that about was, like 50, 60 gigs or whatever it was. So, yeah, that happened with. Um the steam version of the witcher 3 there was a point there was a point where like even the tiniest little update would make it so the whole game had to be downloaded again so jesus bad. it needs to be like that's the thing that uh i think that's still an issue with some of these uh games that you're witnessing huge day one patches it's because it is attempting to download the game again it needs to do that thing that happens on phones or at least that i think i think google was talking about this but they didn't really i don't know if they implemented it correctly yet um that it would only grab the tiny bits of the actual things that are being adjusted instead of downloading all the assets over again i'm pretty confident that's still happening with most video games today um when you're seeing like those huge patches is that instead of just uh downloading the adjustments it's downloading like these huge uh sections like uh, the entire map instead of like these different changes in these very small specific routines and whatnot i mean obviously a little thing can change grabbing the whole folder versus the one file or something like that but i mean obviously with like if we're talking about like ai with glitches regards to that of course if they have routines then clearly it's going to be a bigger deal but uh it does appear to be like you're saying like a whole folder and that's why we're seeing like these huge download sizes at least that's what was explained to me by somebody else uh who would know so um i'm curious to see if they're going to resolve that eventually and i would hope that because ps4 sony has got a ps4 firmware update beta happening in uh, february and there's like signups for that right now up until that point i think it's like like february 1st or whatever you can still sign up i'm kind of hoping that one of the things is that they figured out how to resolve their um network issues with regards to connections because apparently um the way to get around the problems of the uh psn downloading so slowly is by putting your uh ps4 into rest mode 
and then letting it just kind of sit there. Because I guess it's that when you start your PS4, it connects to a particular server, and that ends up being a bad one more times than not. Because it's 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 just a they 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 chose poorly or whatever. Is your server that you're on, and now you have to deal with the slow time. If you go into rest mode, that resets whatever server you had selected. And it usually finds a much faster one for you to use while it's sleeping. So if you're dealing with slow download speeds, just put it to rest mode, just wait a bit, and it should be downloading a lot of it. That's not a great solution, though, and I hope Sony's figured that out. But once it's it's hard to say that and then also complain about the size of these patches because it's, like, it's great that it's downloading faster, but that just means that you might accidentally download a huge amount of data when you didn't really need it at that moment, especially if it automatically downloads and whatnot, it's it's it can be a real pain. Luckily, Keep I don't that have to in do mind. That. Final Fantasy 15 players, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. that sounds like we're gonna that's get probably the most fun. recent egregious example I've experienced personally. Yeah, it's all right. As uh, as time goes on, the the set we, we circle back uh, to the same things that we've done, just like the second screen experience, thanks to the Nintendo Switch. <sighs> We'll have to see about that. I'm I'm curious to see what <laughs> Nintendo has planned for that. I'm I'm actually kind of I know it sounds weird. I'm I'm kind of happy here that Zelda Breath of the Wild might be only like 13 gigs at least on the cart. Obviously, install size is different and all that, but like off the bat, it's only 13 because that just encourages them to you know. I think like the what's it like the maximum size is maybe like. 25 or 30 gigs i'm not i'm not really sure what it's supposed to be but like if a game of that size and that great looking type of game can be that small and not like doom where it's like 80 gigs or whatever it's it leaves me pretty hopeful um obviously we went off a real tangent from a gravity rush to us but like the whole idea of, of playing a game without having to deal with the day one patches as you said is pretty um we're all still very grateful yeah and that's <laughs> the only one you the only ones in recent memory now for me are Gravity Rush 2 and Titanfall 2. Those were the only ones. Yeah, Titanfall 2 had like a very, very small day one update. Yeah, a tiny yeah. thing. Yeah, in the grand scheme. But, you know, there's people who live in certain areas of the world, especially even in uh, America, that have to deal with like these very, very crappy connections, little to no connections, and asking for like someone on like a one say like they're on a one megabyte uh, megabit up connection have to deal with like downloading something that's you know multiple gigs it's it's especially because like sony likes to advertise being able to play the game uh sooner while it's still downloading the whole thing but you of course get locked behind additional content like there's a game uh that came out recently let let it die and if you haven't downloaded the whole thing it stops you before you get beyond three floors of this tower and that's that's a real shame. It's it's like I, I I wish it would like be streaming that content in a little more readily instead of me having to wait for the whole thing to download it. That's like one thing they could do, but we'll have to see, I guess. All right. But Gravity Rush Two, yeah, it's it's it looks very vibrant, looks very colorful. I was a huge fan of the Vita version, um, even with the weird camera controls, especially because of the story and the characters. I assume like that's a it lot. It was the first good. Uh, gra- it was the first good Vita game. That's kind of the consensus, <laughs> right? It was like that. That and I oh, mean, I forget what games were kind of out around there, but um, uh, Luminous, Persona Four Luminous. Golden, probably. No, that Persona was Four Golden later. came out much later. That would have been a game everyone would have been way more excited about the Vita at that point if that was the case. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of really crappy titles at that time. A lot of like you know you could download PSP games. That was it was around that time. I remember that. But uh, and Uncharted, 
the Golden Abyss or whatever it was called. Uh, so, I, I did not like that. No, it was pretty bad. You had a swipe to make Nathan crawl along the ledges. It was really poorly done. So, And I think that like you could not use your PlayStation TV with that game because of the controls. So that game kind of died in the water. Hold up your Vita to the light to unearth this ancient artifact. Oh, Golden like, Sun? Yeah. I was thinking more <laughs> like, uh, what was that GBA game that was like that. Oh, uh, Bodkai? Bodkai? Kojima game. Bodkai, yeah, that's what I was actually thinking of. That was yep. pretty, yeah, yeah, you had to go out to go outside and, and put your, the GBA up because, like, the cart, it's, cartridge itself had, like, a solar panel on it. So you had to hold it up to recharge <laughs> your meter in order to use your, your weapon. He encouraged people to go outside. I think, like, in the sequel, like, they, they worked it where, like, you could do this. Or you could just totally do this within the game and not have to go outside at all. So. If you live in Vancouver, this might not be viable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> don't I'm, hold your GBA up to the sky. Make your own make, sunlight, make Kyle. Come on now. You know, when, when Kojima's done <laughs> oh. working on his other games, he needs to go back to make those types of experiences. I really—that's what I was kind of hopeful when he left. It's that he would be working on these smaller experiences, or maybe another—you know—he uh, can go back to making games like Police Knots, but we'll see. I guess. So. So Gravity Rush 2 out now, thankfully. I'm I'm excited to see what the reaction to that has been. It's still pretty early, so it's kind of hard to say. But it seems like it's been pretty well received all around, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, people people seem to really like it in general. I hear it's a much, much longer game. Like Some guys, like Final Playtime with like all the story missions and side content, that was like 35 hours or something. Holy crap. I know it was long. The first one was pretty long, but man. Jesus. All right. That's well, awesome. Looking forward to hearing more of your thoughts about Gravity Rush 2 as you play more of it. It sounds like you've got quite a ways to go. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll keep in the loop about that. Uh, and so that's that seems like, and that's all you've been playing so far since last. I mean, it's only been a week since yep. the last podcast. So we do these kind of short. Uh, mm-hmm. Great. And so, uh, Darren, you're up now. And so uh, it sounds like you've only been playing a single game. Uh, Dragon Quest VIII for the 3DS that just came out. How's 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 it been? Like, I mean, obviously we're going from a big PlayStation 2 title to the 3DS. How's the? I I don't know if you played the mobile version at all, but how's the transition been? I'm actually really pleasantly surprised by the transition. I know I saw early screenshots of comparisons between the P, the PS2 uh, game, which looks really great to this day, and the 3DS version. It looked kind of scary because the uh, Android and mobile conversion looks a bit rough around the edges. Oh yeah, and it, they had to make a lot of concessions. Like they took out voice acting and a lot of the orchestra music, and the 3DS still has some of those concessions. Like the music isn't the full orchestra. Some of the graphical effects are miss are missing, like like the special smoke effects or certain like a- animations in battle are not there. Oh, but okay. overall, this is easily I w- I think the definitive version of the game for a multitude of reasons I'll get into. But the game runs really well in the 3DS. Keep in mind I'm playing on the new 3DS XL, so I'm not sure what the experience would be like on a vanilla 3DS. I can't uh, say for certain, but. <laughs> I, They added a number of improvements to the core gameplay. For instance, you have a speed-up button for battle, which will play out the animations faster, which is a lot of people's probably biggest gripe with the battle system of 8, is that some (laughs) of the animations can take a while. But uh, they also included uh, no random encounters. You see all the monsters on the overworld, like you do in Dragon Quest VII for the 3DS. So that's a really welcome addition for those that are 
kind of turned off by the old school nature of the Dragon Quest series and don't like random encounters. But overall, like I've been really happy playing it. It only came out yesterday, so I'm only about three or four hours in. But I've been immensely enjoying it. They added a new camera feature. Oh. Which I wasn't sure how to feel about originally because it's, it's a new character with voice acting they introduced. He was just like, hey, here's a camera. Go take pictures of stuff and I'll give you items and equipment. And it's actually been a pretty addictive feature where he just asks you to have all these photo challenges, whether it's like taking a picture of a certain monster that you have to make some condition to appear. So, for instance, there's one monster that if you kill 30 slimes, it will show up in the overworld. And if you take a picture of it, you get a bunch of stamps. And if you fill out a stamp card, he gives you a rare item. How robust is the camera feature? Like, do you is it only tied to those uh, quests, or can you like just take a random photo of like you doing your can party? go nuts with the camera? You can whenever you press start, and once you get the camera, it will it go in the entire normal third person camera will just go into a lens view where you can just take a picture of whatever's on screen. Oh, neat! You can pan the camera, you can rotate it, zoom oh. in, all that. There's oh. a variety of poses. So if you want to do hey. characters jumping around Dragon Ball Z style, kicking, you, pretending to be dead. Can you take selfies? Uh, I believe you can, but I have not unlocked that yet. I think oh, wow, you, you have to unlock doing, selfies. I that's think high, you get like level. more poses by doing the side quest as well. Okay. And you can also add characters in your party to the photo. Okay, can you share those on social media or... Uh, well, I don't think so so far in the 3DS. I think you would just have to... I'm not aware of that because, to my knowledge, does any 3DS game like connect to social I'm not media? Sure. Yeah, I'm... No, I don't think you just take a. I mean, it's not. You also take a screenshot. I'm sure that's all that matters. I don't think 3DS is that. You know, has that type of connectivity, as far as I know. Has there ever yeah. been a 3DS game that's tied to social media at all? I don't think there has been. Yeah, I don't think there. I don't think it's capable of doing something like that. Now on the Switch, that could be a totally different story. But yeah, that would require Dragon Quest Eight to come to the Switch, and that would be pretty awesome. But we'll see. But uh, overall, I'm really satisfied with the this 3DS version. I was really concerned about how it would look and play compared to the PS2 version, but so far, I think it's all quite positive, and I I'd argue this seems like the best version of the game out. That's sweet. I, I and and it's the best Dragon Quest game, or arguably the best. I really... I, I keep stopping uh, when I was playing on the PlayStation 2, and so I... Like, uh, it was like 20, 30 hours in, and so I'm assuming with these like quality of life improvements, I'm pretty hopeful that maybe I'll get into this version of the game. And I think there was like even word recently, like someone figured out how to dump the version to patch in the orchestrated soundtrack, and that's kind of crazy, and I don't know if I want to engage in things like that, but... Because uh, it's not to be upfront, it's that it's missing the orchestrated soundtrack on the 3DS version. I think this is true across. No, it's just I think it's only in the Western version, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's it's probably tied to like the amount of data used up for the English localization, and so yeah, because they they know. do have all the voice acting from the PS2 version and additional voice acted lines. Yeah, so it's the, a, it's a shame like a, that they can't offer that like via like on the eShop for like a, maybe a price or a free. Whatever. That's I will possible. say though, the soundtrack is still good and that's it still sounds that. fine, but it's not. It doesn't have the same punch that the PS2 soundtrack does. So yeah, it, yeah. it is noticeable, but it's not like ear grating or anything by that means. It's like when you. That's the thing. Like you remember most about Dragon Quest Eight, anyway, is that that opening. Like you, you see the birds swooping in down uh, around the town and up around the main characters. Uh, around the main character and he looks at it and that's when you hear that build up for the orchestrated soundtrack that's what really la- landed it 
for a lot of people when they started that game. And so if you're saying it's missing. No, nah, it's punch. all about the puns. Yeah. <laughs> do I accept the hands or do I accept defeat? Oh, no. Oh, no. I laughed out loud reading that line. Again. <laughs> I love Dragon Quest Day. It's a great game. I think if you're interested, uh, check it out. Because I know there's going to be a review up on the site at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Adam is uh, working on it. Yeah, he's he, he just got it like the day of, <laughs> so he'll have it he'll have it pretty yeah. soon here. He's the great thing about Adam; he's very dedicated to when he starts his games. He can get through them pretty quickly. Like I think he got through the Suikoden series like in a week, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I don't know if fucking does. <laughs> he's through Dragon Quest Seven really quickly. Yeah, he'll, I think he'll be. I'll fine. be interested to see how he feels Dragon Quest Eight compares to Seven on the 3DS because I think this is like way better than seven cool we did try to bring yeah, up that, seven during funny. game of the year and no and adam who was the one who reviewed that one too uh he didn't seem to be very high on it so yeah i'm i'm curious to see what his thoughts are on it but it sounds like you've been having a good time with it definitely absolutely so that's awesome i'm, I'm hopeful for that as well uh and so and that's what you, you said that that's all we've been playing so far is Dragon Quest Eight. I know you've been busy with other things, but that's kind of what you've been focusing on so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be picking up uh, Yakuza Zero when it comes out on Tuesday. I'll be I'll be, be able to talk about that next time. And there's a lot of other games that are going to be swarming uh, 2016 in the next couple of months. So well, there'll be a lot more to talk about soon. That's awesome. I'm I'm very excited for Yakuza Zero. And so Kyle, of course, you were the one who reviewed Yakuza Zero for the site. Uh, this is your mm-hmm. first actual uh engagement with this series this amazing incredible series that i wish more people got to play and it seems like way more people are going to have the chance to and so you seem to be pretty up on this game yeah i i've always been aware <laughs> well, of, I, have... I like how you kept up with my excitement level <laughs> sorry yeah. no 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 uh, i'm building up to it i'm working my way sure. up there but See, see, Yakuza. Gauge. Uh, I, I, yeah, exactly. Um, Yakuza is a series I've been aware of for a really long time, but I've always kind of. I think a lot of people from a distance, it, it's something because obviously it's never been really huge in the West. Sure. And I think it's something like a lot of people just take a first glance at it and like literally think it's like Grand Theft Auto. Like they see it's third person and it's about crime, and then you look at the back of the box and it's like, oh, there's a guy punching things, and I guess it's like Grand Theft Auto. First of all, they're not, they're not, first of all, they're not at all the same thing. And second of all, Yakuza is way better, so don't even compare them. Um, <laughs> but Yakuza Zero is what, you know, I was given the opportunity to review it. And I'm like, oh, they, this looks like it'll be a fun little thing. And like, I ended up just absolutely adoring it. I couldn't, I think it, it was by the end of the first chapter, I'm like, okay, this game is going to be really special. And it is my first Yakuza, Yakuza game, and I think that, that it'll be a great jumping-on point for anyone, um, because as I was playing it, I like it's, it's designed to be a jumping-on point for, for people, from what I understand, anyways. But yes. I never felt lost. Uh, I could tell that there were little things that were, like, that were there for the fans. Um, like, you just kind of get that, that, that feeling as you're playing it. But th- this game takes place, uh, like, 17 years before the original game, and you don't really need any prior knowledge of the series at all to enjoy it. I didn't really have anything. I just knew Yakuza existed. And, yeah, it, it, it's so wonderful. The, the, I hammered this home in my, my review, but the story was just so excellent. I, you know, I really like crime fiction, and I really don't think there's many video games that do that genre very well at all yeah and like this game was like every two it so there's two protagonists there's goro and there's kiryu and uh you switch between the two about every two chapters 
And like this game is so good at like getting you all hyped up what's going on in the story and then it switches to the other protagonist and you're like ah for fuck's sakes um i i, I really wanted to see where that was going but then it happens again with the same prote- the protagonist you're playing now because it's so good at like baiting you and getting you in, in, like closed in on what's going on so yeah um i i'm always kind of vague when i talk about the story like in the in my review i, I put a paragraph to each protagonist because they very much have their own story and you know, without giving it away, like, you know, I think anyone that's played that is familiar with the series, like this is, it's all going to come together, but they, it's that they stand on their own. And it's, I just couldn't believe as I was playing it, how, how much fun I had and how, how engaging the story was. There were so many great characters. Like, um, there's this villain in the game called Kuze and he's such a motherfucker. Like he's a villain in the (laughs) best way. He's such an asshole. I love him. And like the, the game is so good at like giving you a payoff or like you finally get to like like beat the shit out of someone like that. And it just feels so great. Like like the combat is basically like a modern take on something like Streets of Rage or Final Fight, like a beat 'em up like that. But it's not there's no there's no sacrifice of depth. Like the 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 different fighting styles allowed you to like create combos and it's really satisfying when you're just walking through Sotombori or something and and then like a a bunch of thugs will pop up. It's basically like a random counter in an RPG. And because uh, I I wouldn't say Yakuza Zero is really an RPG or isn't a role playing game. Sure. It's more, but I think it has like if I if you were to ask, I would say it's more like maybe like an action adventure game. But I think this has enough elements to it that fans of RPGs will really enjoy it. Like there is a sense of progression, like as you're playing through the game when you unlock points on the talent trees which are essentially the sphere grade from final fantasy 10 or it's very similar to that like it's even circular and like some points will have health increases some points will have new combos new moves so on and so forth and you get you unlock that point those points by money which is a base essentially experience points which you get from like these random battles so like you walk along and then suddenly just like out of nowhere it'll say something like it'll say like what are attacking you and it's like so Okay, the Yakuza are attacking you. Or yeah. like my favorite my favorite one is it says hooligans. And it's like oh, a big yeah. white text on the screen. Hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. And and like after you beat them, uh you get or as you're playing as you fight them, as you defeat each individual uh and you know, enemy, you'll you'll get money and that's how you unlock more on your talent trees and you know, how you take part in more of the side activities like the the side activities in this are really really detailed obviously the the city you explore isn't huge or anything but it's very very densely packed like you can go to like the seg arcade and play like space harrier like the full version of space harrier and oh, oh my god that game is hard um yeah and it, it's pretty pretty wonderful um it it very much feels like hmm how do I put this? But it, you can definitely see like this game kind of like as a tip of the cap to like Sega's history in arcades too. Cause as, cause like there's something distinctly hilarious to me of like when you're just like bashing some guy's skull, like against a wall over and over and all this money just flies out of him. Like literally wads of cash is just flying out of him. It just looks so silly, but it, it's so great. Like it's, it's such a funny game. Um, obviously that, that video that's kind of been making the rounds on social media of like Kiryu making a chicken like the manager of of the bowling alley. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's yep. it's that video. It's it's so 
Yeah, it's so wonderful. Like the, the the game really gets levity, which I find is really important when you're telling a story like this. Because like, it does hit really really hard at times. Like like it's it's a crime story, and um, it gets pretty intense. So it's like when when it gets re- hits hard and hits fast, you, like you know, it's fun to just go off and just like do karaoke. And the karaoke mini game is so fucking addictive in this game. Yep, yep. I think I spent like two hours of my playtime just trying to get good at it. Very. I good. didn't even. That's it's sleeping so, dog shit right there. The best part oh, is yeah, that was, when you do the karaoke, like he becomes the band that he's performing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. There another mini game I really liked was like the phone line dating, where like you have to <laughs> like basically what happens is like you go into these like. I can't remember what exactly the building is called, but it's just phone dating. And you stand by this whole game, I should say, takes place in 1988. So before cell phones and whatnot. And you're just like at the phone and like you have to like, like it's a QTE. So like the phone rings and then like (laughs) Kiryu or Gore will like dramatically grab the phone off the, off off the move, pick up phone. Yeah. And then, and then you have to, you have to talk to this girl and it'll like, there's like, it's almost reminded me of like, Danganronpa where like like the truth of like are like these separate it's so hard to explain but like there's there are these bubbles with text responses and they kind of bounce around the screen and you have to like hit one and you have to hit it like like you charge up this gauge and then it like shoots it and then you that's how you select your response and um I, <laughs> I remember there was one I was trying to I was talking to this girl on this and I was trying to say, like, you have a very nice voice. And then I said something like I accidentally selected the wrong one. I said something like, like, I really enjoy chickens or something like that. <laughs> and, then, and then the and then she was like, oh, and then she just hung up. And oh. then, um, <laughs> it, like oh. the game really is a, a great sense of humor. Like there was nothing. It's just so goofy. And I really appreciate that about that. Um, I, really, I really love the Yakuza series, but it, uh, like just how it offsets like it's serious, like, you know, yeah, like story, like it's crime story, but like just like the, the situations that Kiryu gets itself into in the, in that world is like so absurd, but you have like yeah. this stoic guy. Yeah. <laughs> just so I lo- earth. <laughs> there was, there was one time where I went into the, to the, uh, a disco nightclub and, um, I mean, it's a the, the mini games are all surprisingly like well done, like really, really well done. And the I, I was it was the first time I tried doing this the disco mini game, and it's just Kiryu in the middle of this uh, club and he's dancing, and I fucked it up so bad, and he got booed off the stage. And there's something just like <laughs> yeah. inherently funny about this like super badass yakuza just like getting booed off the stage at a club, at a nightclub like that. It's just so goofy, but. Yeah, the it's a truly excellent game, and like I would recommend it to to anyone. Just if you like games with good stories, if you like games that are have lots of side content, and like you could you could probably spend like a hundred hours in this game just unlocking everything, and the main story will probably last you I'd say thirty five hours, probably thirty thirty five hours. I was in about forty seven hours when I when I finished it, but that was like you know barring side activities and whatnot yeah that's about as long as uh, yakuza 5 was so yeah and i i completely i completely fell in love with goro majima um (laughs) he's 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 the best Uh, he's he's so amazing yeah yeah, i should say that he's way different in this game than the other yakuza games like i look more street this is uh, street laced 
he he's pretty amazing. Like I I won't spoil it, but his like introduction, it's on YouTube. Uh, IGN put it on their uh, their YouTube. But if you want to see the full thing, but his introduction is like one of the most glorious things I've ever seen. But this is kind of like the story of how he became Goro, um, if you get what I mean. And, oh yeah, uh, you're gonna be excited for uh, in the remake of Yakuza Kiwami where there's <laughs> gonna be the Majima mode. Where he's chasing oh my after god, you. Majima anywhere mode looks fucking amazing. It's so yeah, it's so incredible. I can't wait for um, for the remake. But uh, if you're if you're listening and you've never played a Yakuza game, I, I would actually say that this game is worth getting full price for. Like if this game had come out last year, this would have been like my number two game of the year. Um, it was so excellent. I, I absolutely adored it. Um, obviously, my review is super glowing. I, I still am playing it even after I finish reviewing it. I'm just unlocking side activities and it's just it's so much it's so so enjoyable on like every level. I was so surprised by how good it was. And now I'm now I'm a Yakuza fan and I would encourage anyone that's even has a passing interest in this game to just go get it because like for I know for a fact that it was hard for Sega USA to actually get this game localized and uh like to work it all out because uh I what I how do I how do I draw this this illusion here? I hope Yakuza Zero does for Yakuza what like Persona Three did for pers- the Persona series in SMT, just making mm-hmm. them more popular in the West. Um, I hope it does that because it, it's such a good game. And and so another reviewer said this: if Yakuza has always been this good, then I don't know the people that I call my friends that put like Yakuza, like, I don't even know if they're my friends because they should have recommended it sooner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it, it's yeah, go on, go finish your thought. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, it's just Yakuza has always been a super tough sub because like by the time it kind of like got popular, somewhat popularized in the gaming circle, it was already like maybe at uh, the third or fourth entry. And like the, the, the first entries of that were super rough. Like, you know, the first one that came here on the PS2, uh, not a lot of people knew about it, uh, let alone that it had uh, English audio track only. And that dub was like, it was hilarious, but all for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the second one did like, it was super good, but by, it was like the, almost at the end of the PS2's life cycle by then. A lot of people mm-hmm. kind of were kind of waning on like that generation. So, and then the third one, you know, like not super great. Uh, definitely one of the weaker entries in my opinion. So it's, it's always kinda... an issue of not many have the patience to watch like exactly. the hour long recap movies of the stories. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. I don't know the... if you saw that, Zach, yeah. for Yakuza 5. I mean, that's the uh, that's yeah. what I think was actually the thing. It wasn't so much that people thought it looked like GTA 5 because I mean, or GTA at all, because I think that would actually encourage people to play it more. I think it's more that they thought it was a lot of story and it was. Uh, too heavy for them, and they thought that that'd be just a lot of sitting through cutscenes and whatnot. As a uh, when you're like you yourself said, there's actually a ton of side content from that, and I do also yeah encourage people to focus on picking this up. Not as huge a fan as I am of Yakuza Five, it's because I've played the other games, and so uh, they even said themselves, and they even set this up that you'll be able to play Yakuza Zero, and then they actually have adjusted that and Kwame and six that there's this through line for character development that you'll be able to experience the whole thing that way so clearly this is the perfect way to jump on i mean yeah they, majima hard now yeah <laughs> i should i should i should say that um the game does have some pacing issues like yeah. i've always um I heard that. the the story is super good but there 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 are points where 
Um, the game really, I didn't note this in my review, like this specific detail, but I remember there was one point in the game where I, there were five NPCs and in order to get information from them, I had to get them a drink each and they all wanted a different drink. And all this amounted to is I literally had to run around the, the, the world and go to each, um, each convenience store to see if they had the drink that they wanted. And it was like a total super fetch questy. Like it took me about two hours to find all the damn drinks that they wanted. Cause it's just like, go find this. And I've always kind of hated those kind of quests and games where it's just like, they don't even give you a hint. Just like, go, go fucking look for this. And, <laughs> and like, and then, and then I'd be like, wait, what did the one guy want? And then I'd have to run back. I'm like, Oh, he wanted sake. So now I now, but he doesn't just want sake. He wants hot sake. I'm like, where the hell am I going to get that? And then I go to every single store looking for it. And like, there, there's a couple moments like that where it's just like, it feels like they're like, I don't even, it's like artificially padding. Cause like, there's no Shame like, <laughs> there's no like skill in what you're doing. You're just like guessing and running around aimlessly. And like, that was like one of the few moments where like the random, the, the encounters were annoying me. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck off hooligans. I'm trying to find hot sake. And, uh, and then they're like, Oh, we got to get them. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, th there's a couple pacing issues, but, um, yeah. And, and maybe the game could probably be a little more difficult. Um, it's, I mean, it's a pretty long game, so being really long already, sometimes adding difficulty there might make it unnecessarily long. But, like, even playing, like, I switched to hard at one point, and I think I only died, like, twice. I got a game over screen. Um, it, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty easy game. Um, the combat's really fun. Like, I, I don't mind that because I kind of like feeling super empowered. Like, I love Majima's uh, breakdance style. Like, it's, it's just so lud <laughs> ludicrous where yeah. you're just, like, spinning around. And, like, I remember, like, I had this upgrade for it for if I got knocked down, I would go into, like, a... I would jump up onto a, like a head spinning, like, like wheel kick, like, over and over and just start juggling people that way. But, yeah, there, there are a few tiny flaws. Um, but overall, just... just Oops! Absolutely outstanding game. I couldn't believe how much I liked it. Yeah, I'm I, so I really excited wanna, to play it later this week. Same here. I really want to like see if there's like a any like development documentary for this game because, like, I remember just going up to it. Like the developers, developers really stressed like you know researching like you know the like the '80s era of that of Japan. Like you know the tendencies that was trending there. They're relying on their own memories as well of like what was mm -hmm. uh, what was like what you did in the red light districts in Japan at that time. What was the vibe and really kneeling down. You know what kind of, what what really was Japan in the in that era. It's mm -hmm. it's fantastic. It's awesome that it seems to nail that. No, oh, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I can only say that as an observer, but it definitely it sells its era because like I actually had played um Grand Theft Auto Five for the first time back in November and I noticed that there's a point in that game, like a lot of modern games like this, like you pull out a cell phone and you're like, You wanna do a quest, there's a set it's in your phone, blah blah blah, and you spend a lot of time in that phone. And like in this, like the only you've got like a pager and like if someone pages you and because i never had a pager like that was way before you know my time and like you get a code and like oh it's this person you have to go to a payphone and there was <laughs> there was like that it doesn't sound like much but there was like that little like attempt like yeah that little touch artistic touch just like okay um now i have to go to a payphone and actually find out who contacted me and it's like oh god it's chagall he's mad at me um yeah it was it just it, it really is committed to its era it never feels like because i can think sometimes when not just games but any medium goes back in time sometimes it doesn't like 
feel authentic. This mm-hmm. this feels authentic. It feels like the eighties. Like disco is like you know. Oh, I guess the disco was seventies. Um, but uh, oh, that was a bad example. Um, <laughs> but but it, it it feels like you're going backwards in time for sure. Right. And you know, you never know. Maybe disco was in thing in Japan still at that time. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I can't tell yeah. you. I wouldn't know either. <laughs> obviously, yeah. The yeah, awesome game. I I, I know that you both um, or all three of you won't be um, dissatisfied with it. Absolutely, sweet. That's 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 the it. The great thing about that the Yakuza series is just that the way it's like even Yakuza Five. Shortly into it you're walking around with some other like another person with a businessman and you're going to get some ramen and you walk and meet all these different people like you hear conversations as you walk by them as you go into a different place and so it's really good about setting that atmosphere and so if you guys like that type of experience it's that's what the yakuza series has always been great about and so and i think yakuza 5 was even free for playstation plus members last year so you may have not noticed it if you've been a subscriber for a while uh, that was on the PlayStation 3, of course, but you know, just give it a try, uh, people that are listening. Uh, just a little bit of it, and you'll understand pretty quickly how, how incredible that game can be, then series. And it seems like it's getting a lot of love, not just from us, but from other sets as well. They understand <laughs> how, how good it can be. Um, so, mm-hmm. great. But and then also, you, of course, you've also been playing, um, I mean, you've always been playing, but you also have been playing lately. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen, getting ready for Stormblood, but of course they had that big yep. patch recently that uh, I guess you and Aaron had talking up the story, how emotional the impact has been. Uh, how's yeah, it there was, been? It, yeah, the first part of Far... I won't, I won't talk about this too much, but no. the first part of Far Edge of Fate um, came out on Tuesday, and uh, the big part of it is it's tying up some stuff and setting up for the new expansion in June stormblood and the second part of far edge of fate will be out on sometime in march i can't remember the date and uh yeah it, it's been super good i actually haven't played the game very much since about august and uh so i've been catching up and uh it's it, it, just it's really 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 good at um um getting you prepared for the next expansion um there, there's a very much a kind of like a final fantasy 14 often with its store main story quest like it feels like it's like the format is like a TV show where like it it stops at a certain point, which kind of feels like the end of a season. And then you got to wait for the next big arc and, uh, or the patch or uh, storm uh, expansion in this case. And yeah, I've been really enjoying that. And I would, uh, I wouldn't, I would say this was a good time if, if you're at all interested in final fantasy 14, if you never have to jump on because there won't be a content update. I I believe that besides like holiday events and whatnot, I don't think there's one from, there won't be one from the second from March until June because they're getting ready to unleash the expansion, which is going to be gigantic. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind that if it's four or five months. But yeah, that's that's all I've been really playing. I I kind of set aside everything for Yakuza because I wanted to meet the embargo. And because like when I took on the review, I thought it was going to be like a twenty-hour game, no. and then like I got the, well, I got I got like the email. Yeah, I got the email. And it's like, yeah, it'll probably take you at least forty hours to get through the story. I'm like, oh my god. Um, so yeah, that that's really all I've been playing. I I made that mistake when I was covering Cold Steel last year with Yakuza Five side by side. <laughs> oh my gosh, Cold Steel took me about what was it like eighty ninety hours, and Yakuza Five took me about fifty five sixty. So that's 
and I wasn't even that much on the side content either. It was a lot of story-centric stuff. So, you know, people who want those long experiences, that's another good thing about the Axis series. But it's also because there's so many fun things to do. So don't feel like, you know, you won't find the time for it. It's also a good game just to play a little bit at a time and, and just kind of jump out, even if it's just the side quests. Um, and you mentioned, like, some of the bad experiences you had with side quests. There's some bad ones, for sure. And like Darren said, there's some real pacing issues, but... You know, just like with any other game, it's it's about the, the better experience that you can find those special moments that are scattered around that entire game and the series itself. So that should not kind of, you know, make you shy away from this. Uh, once again, you know, Yakuza 0, it's out now. Go check it out. It's pretty... Oh, actually, no, wait. Is, isn't it out, like, on Tuesday, I think? It's on... Yeah, it's, it's on Tuesday. Yeah, it's not yeah. out now, but it'll be out very <laughs> shortly, so... Uh, the 24th everyone yes go check that out and you know be careful about your wallets because we're getting into that period where there's a lot of great games coming out so it's kind of a scary point uh, yeah on just on just tuesday yeah. there's um there's resident evil 7 mm-hmm. yakuza 0 the new kingdom hearts 2.0. uh tales of berseria uh, i think i'm forgetting one too oh. like that's a lot for one day it's... yeah it's uh it's pretty stacked this week it's it's oh, ridiculous. Man. It's a scary yeah. time, and then February is just just as daunting for us. So, um, but yeah, you can mm-hmm. read a review a review for Yakuza Zero up on the site. You can see the glowing praise that Kyle gave it for good reason. Coming from your perspective, it's a really good sign. Uh, as someone who has not touched that series at all, and seems to you, you mm-hmm. seem to be a huge fan of it from the conversations we had. So, um, should be good times. Yes. And then as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I've got a lot of games listed here on mine, but it's it's a lot of stuff that um, spending the holidays here in California and not able to fly back home because the tickets would have been about $900. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just spend time catching up on these games that I've really been meaning to play. And so uh, just to quickly go through them, I played um, a few stories of Twisted Metal Black because that was a, a game that was like four bucks during Black Friday. So I, I picked it up. Actually, it might have been like $3. So I decided to play that. Still as awesome as it always has been. One of my favorite PlayStation 2 games. Um, even if I didn't really play a whole lot of the series, it's just one of those games. Um, another one I played, Neon Chrome. Uh, people may not know what that game is. It's both. It's on both Steam and ps4 might be on xbox as well i'm not sure but it's kind of like this top down uh almost dual joystick type of game roguelike um it takes some sort of touches from like rogue uh rogue legacy in that uh when you start off it's like you're hopping into like a virtual reality world and so you like you uh before you um start you can run around deciding what weapons you want to pick up what abilities you want to use and all these things and that costs currency in-game currency of course and then when you actually go up to this terminal uh you have the choice between three different uh loadouts and they're all part of like these different classes so you can choose one i think there's like a a hacker who can hack into like these different chests and doors that you'll find when you're out uh fighting or there's this other one like this ninja kind of build this assassin i think who has this ability to be um stealth uh who, who like it's like an invisibility cloak uh when you're standing still the enemy can't see you and nor can they hear you and that can be super useful and it's got this really cool uh uh cyberpunk aesthetic it's like dripping with that stuff like the ne- the name itself neon chrome so it's got like it's neon everything and it's got like this uh robots and and these 
uh, you know, these uh, recovery units and all these things just all over the place and these cyber soldiers that you have to fight. And so you go out and you are supposed to basically like climb this tower and there's about 30, I think, floors that you have to kind of deal with. And you're fighting the man, you know, you're a part of this government group that uh, this, this like, like this uh this uh, military soldier kind of unit and you kind of left it because you found out that they're up to nefarious things go figure and so then you go out and uh you climb these floors and it's it's extremely difficult like it's a very very hard game if you don't know what you're doing and when you get killed you know just like rogue legacy you know you get killed of course uh but any weapons that you found during your uh when you're working up this tower um you get to buy them again if you want to. And uh, there's no real, like... St- well, there's, like, stats, but they're inherent to the character that you have. And so when you lose it, that's kind of... You're starting from square one again. But because you've unlocked all these weapons and uh, abilities and things like that, like, the abilities are things such as um, being able to lo- to hold more skills. And these skills can range from things like, you know, if you kill an enemy, you're able to recover some health as you do that. Uh, but also hold more grenades, uh, and there's like these different types of like uh, I, I mentioned grenades, like these different like special moves that you have. One is like um, uh, when you trigger this this it's like a bomb. It's like these these needles spread out from you, and you kill everything within a radius. Uh, there's all the also ones that like you can plant um, a uh, uh, a mine essentially. And if an enemy runs over it, they blow up. Or like if you trigger um, a uh, uh, an explosion anywhere in the area, that can send off a chain reaction of more explosions and take up anyone with it. Or like you can set them, those blasts off immediately instead of waiting for like a countdown. So it's a really cool type of game, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and when you beat a boss, you start from that point again. So like every five floors, there's a boss. And so if you beat that boss, you start from right there. And um, I, I I just had a lot of fun with it. It's, it's actually not that expensive. I think it's 20 bucks normally, but it's almost always on sale, so you can find a good deal on it. So I'd recommend people checking that game out. It's a really good type of, like I said, like a Rogue Legacy type of game, especially with all the classes. And once you beat the game, you're able to like... Uh, build up like the difficulty of that but you also get to unlock more things and get more experience and there's all these there's these loops that you can get right into um and it kind of kind of fell flat like it just it seemed like oh it's that's it i guess okay that's cool uh but the 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 journey to that point was was pretty addictive uh to be a part of and that's the another experience i had was with hotline miami that i actually got to play for the first time i don't know if you guys ever played that game Oh, oh yeah, I love the that game. first like and second. Indies. I really like the first one. Oh, absolutely! Like I, I heard a lot about it. It was part of like a PlayStation Plus uh, free game thing from a long time ago. I'm sure at this point, uh, the soundtrack, of course, is great, and I got really into it. Um, I especially enjoyed the last part. I'm not going to spoil it, but like there's this transition uh, in the late part of the game itself. You turn into like this this totally different thing, and that becomes really fun because you feel completely overpowered at this point. Um, but yeah, it's it felt kind of weird because like there's these there's these like hints about what's going on. I did feel kind of lost at points about what exactly was happening with the story, but it's very dark, it's very bloody, very gory. Um, 
there's different masks that you can unlock that like that uh, change the way the game is played. But I really stuck to like this one mask that I think is like a donkey or a horse or something like that. That every time you swing a door open, it uh, immediately kills anyone it hits. And so like I would take out entire floors of people just by swinging a single door in the corner of the entire floor. <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun. So. There's some crazy tactics you can pull off in uh, Hotline Miami, especially yeah, like yeah. gun throwing and whatnot. Like, oh, it, it gets man. silly if you see some of the higher level gameplay, I, especially in speedruns. I've I've heard about some of the things, and it 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 can be t- it can be pretty damn difficult too, of course. But you reload so quickly that it hardly ever becomes frustrating, and I was able to get through large portions of that game uh, just by being very careful. But like there's like there's like windows and things like that you have to be prepared for. So. Um, that was pretty fun. Uh, another game that I don't know if I want to launch right into this one, but um, I also got to play through and beat The Last Guardian finally, and that was as 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 someone like me who um, felt like the Sh- Shadow of the Colossus was my number one game of all time. Last Guardian uh, provided that same very powerful experience that I had. And it was kind of amazing uh, witnessing the growth of Trico as a character over the course of that because eventually um, this is something that was very subtle in the way it was delivered, but eventually Trico becomes more aware of the environment over the course of that game that he starts to, or she or it, it's there's no real gender uh, to, to Trico, Um that uh, Trico starts to give you hints about what you're supposed to be doing. So Trico would start to look at certain places and be able to solve things a lot quicker than I was. <laughs> and that's kind of the things I was kind of concerned about going into it was that how much would I have to force Trico to do what I wanted them to do. Um, that it got to the point that Trico was telling me what I should be doing. And that was pretty amazing. And, you know, there was definitely a lot of big problems with the camera and with the controls that I can, there's, you you know, Mm -hmm. no one can deny that that's been a problem, but I think the general consensus and Kyle, I know you can agree with me is that when you get to the later parts of that game, especially the last arc, it really makes up for a lot of the, uh, you know, frustrations that people had and really stole that whole experience. And it got, extremely powerful extremely emotional especially towards the end you guys mm-hmm. kind of hinted at that during our game of the year stuff mm-hmm. it's a it's a <clears throat> it's no doubt a messy game yeah i would say that's that's um, i can't deny that uh prob- probably messy definitely messier than shadow of the colossus uh Uede even said though that shadow of the colossus was you know like, i think he said something like it was meant to be more of a gamer's game yeah than like eco was um, you know, it has a it's essentially a giant boss ro- uh, boss rush game, whereas the, this is more. It's a little, it's a little. I hate to say the word abstract. It's it, it's a tough. Um, I can understand if people don't like it. Like I adored it. I really, really, really adored it. It's like the probably the best game I have played on PS4. My favorite. Oh, anyways. No doubt for me too. And um, and uh, I actually ended up liking it more than Shadow of the Colossus. Um, which I never thought I would say. Oh wow. But. But it's, it's on like the camera is probably the big one. Uh, the frame rate uh, is not so great, but it didn't really bother me. I was only yeah. playing on a vanilla or a, a slim PS4 rather, and it it's not great. But again, like I, it just it's such a like Ueda game in the sense that it has a lot of the faults that his previous games did too. Like Shadow of the Colossus was like 15 frames per second like the whole time on PS2. 
Um, we probably didn't notice it uh, as much back then, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it. I, I agree. I really, really loved it. The the ending, especially the the, the finale, uh, was uh, quite something. So yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's the kind of experience that I had. It's that um, I kind of didn't pay attention to like the frame rate issues. I mean, some parts it was noticeable, but for like large swaths of that game, there would be absolutely no slowdown whatsoever. And I think the problem is that, of course, that with Shadow of the Colossus, you've got like these big open expanses, uh, these huge areas. Whereas, um, and there were, of course, some parts when the camera kind of had to zoom in because it's a lot of like underground stuff. But like with, uh, you know with uh, last guardian it's dealing with a lot of very tiny areas and spaces that you have to kind of move around um but i got so incredibly engaged with that experience you know people were telling me you know you really should space out your play times with that it's like no i'm gonna play through all this as soon as i can and that's kind of what i spent my christmas break doing um i i played that game on most a lot of it on saturday and the rest of it on sunday and I, I don't regret doing that because I knew it was that type of game that I would be thinking about nonstop and I didn't want to break up that my time with it at all. And I I'll admit that I was in I was a huge mess uh going into the credits of that game and there are very few times that I can say that ha- has happened with me in, in in a video game before. Uh I think like Maybe actually only like maybe one or two other games. I mean, Shadow of the Colossus and Eco definitely I felt that powerful rush of emotion. Um, even Chrono Cross, I'll admit that I, I felt that same wave of emotion. I'll just admit the orphanage. Uh, but that's that's the kind of thing that um, I, I wish that uh, that I we heard anything about what Ueda has next. And I'm excited to hopefully hear something about it sometime soon, maybe at GDC or E3. But um, I'm very excited to see what he has uh, next in store because, man, he he knows how to, how to really deliver a story like that. You know, if anything else, I think everyone can agree that, you know, the story and, and the art and, and the look of it and everything is just such a great, great game. So uh, definitely recommend checking that out. And so, <laughs> I'll keep going here, but speaking of great games, uh, Owlboy, I wish I fought a little harder for this during our Game of the Year talks because um, I'll admit, I only played about a few hours of that before our discussion that we had, um, and so I couldn't really sell on it that well. But man, that game, it's so good. <laughs> it's so amazing. Not just the mu- music is, is incredible, the writing has got a huge amount of charm to it. It's hilarious at times. Like, I was laughing at big parts of that game, especially the interaction between, like, the store owner and his little, like, slave that are kind of like the cross between uh, Prinny's and. I don't know, like a dog. It's just like the the way that they 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 bounce, they work off of each other with these characters. It's so amazing, and the writing, like I said, is so good. I I could not find a bad character anywhere in that game, and the the visuals of it all. Like I'm a huge proponent of 2D sprite work, um, and so the the things that they did with that technology. There's so much at play there. So many rendering engines. So much work that was put into this for a game that's. Of course, like a decade old. Of course, you'd expect that to be the case, but they they put so much heart and and, and char- like I said, charm into um, what I was I was playing there, and I I just had such a great time with it all the way up into the credits. I mean, I'll say like the ending parts of that game can be pretty difficult. Uh, I won't once again I won't spoil what happens, but it becomes a little more difficult to fly in that game and uh, it expects you to, it relies a lot more on the platforming aspects, which 
became um, annoying a little bit because uh, there there's uh, there's not a great transition to the gamepad. Um, like you can press up to jump or you can press a button to jump, and there's no real way to change that unless I want to like go into like the Steam controls or something. And so that that can be that that got in the way of my fun with it. But um, all the way up until like the ending of that game, that it was such a great time with it, and I think that's like one of my I named it one of my top games of last year. I think it was like top three, at least. I know Last Guardian was one. I think Owlboy might have been number two or number three. But I just, I highly recommend anyone who loves sprite work just to go check that out. It's it's such a it's such a great time with that. And I actually, I beat the last boss at about 11.59 p.m. On, on New Year's Eve. And so I wanted to beat that game before the end of the year. And I just barely managed to scrape by with that. Because um, once again, the ending the last level of that game can be hard um but yeah just i i adored my time with it i won't forget about it anytime soon so highly recommend checking that game out i don't know if you guys heard about it but that's that's kind of what my time with that was oh, like. yeah i haven't played it i've heard of it it's like 20 bucks you know it's it's we're checking it out um and continuing on <laughs> i still got more games but i'll be i'll try to wrap this up because i've been talking for a while here uh, i also played this war of mine uh the little ones that was a free playstation plus game as well very great game. Highly recommend checking that out. It's a survival game set in a war period, um, like a European war. I'm, I'm blanking on what it is. Uh, I think it's like the um, I, I can't repeat it, but it's 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 a it's a very it's a very survival heavy game, and now it's got children in it, as it says, the little ones. And so it's not that you're like controlling children; it's that they can join you in your shelter that you've got set up, which is like you know a house uh, that you're building up, and and trying to uh, prevent people from trying to attack you in the middle of the night or when you're off trying to scavenge for supplies and food and medicine and so it's, it's very intense very dark very broody and uh you know if you're into those types of games those experiences that are very dramatic um it's free right now so if you've got a subscription so there's nothing there's nothing stopping anyone from giving it a try, and I, I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, another free game for the month of January was Day of the Tentacle Remastered. Finally beat that game after trying to for the past 15 years, I think. And so uh, I had a great time with that as well. It was a lot easier this time just because a lot of it is mapped to the gamepad now instead of having to deal with uh, you know, hitting every button individually, like find, look, see, touch, all that stuff, and dealing with like inventory management and the the uh, in-game commentary was also very insightful. And they did a lot of work with it that you wouldn't really expect just from on the outside. It's that they remastered a lot of the data files, a lot of the music, a lot of the voice acting, and uh, uh, fixed it and enhanced it. That um, just a huge amount of work went into this remaster that I don't think people uh, can appreciate. Uh, and I, I certainly did. Because I could tell, like, even going back, hitting the button to go back to the old style of sprite work to the new style, it's like it's way more than that. They put so much work into this, so um, that's been great. And what I've current, and also lastly, what I'm currently reviewing is Criminal Girls <laughs> for the PC because we didn't review the Vita version when it came out um, before. Uh, I don't think we even got anything at that point. But I've been covering the PC version, and so far it's been. You know it's been all right. Uh, it's it's uh, the pacing of the battles is so off because it's a lot of waiting for uh, someone to attack because they start up they say they say something and then like a few seconds later then they attack so it's very slow and 
and very podling. It's it's been kind of a, a drag at times, but I I've been kind of getting into the story a little bit, so we'll see how that goes. There's a lot of spanking in that game, a lot of spanking. Excuse me. Yeah, it's that. It's how you unlock. It's it, it's kind of like um. I also reviewed Monster Mon Piece, which is a lot of mm-hmm. you know the the famous uh, GIF of swiping the screen to enhance the. Oh card. right, like you told the Vita Sock vertically. So in order to unlock oh, uh, right. uh, okay. further abilities, like the only way you can unlock the ability for the characters to attack in the first place is that you have to spank them into submission, and then they they learn these yeah. things. So it's uh, it's it's like that oh. type of game, but you know I'm not. That kind of stuff. After playing so many games of that sort in the past, it's like it's. I'm kind of numb to it, so that doesn't bother me whatsoever. That whole mechanic at all. Um, I guess because they still have the censorship uh, from the Vita version. It's that it doesn't have the uh, sound files that are attached, so they don't like moan when they get spanked. So that's like the only thing that's missing there. Otherwise, it's it's pretty much identical as far as I I've heard. Um, and like I said, I, I'm not that far into it, but. I'm about actually I'm about like a third of the way into it so far, and so I'll hopefully I review up on the site pretty soon for that, um, and also have a review for Atlier Shally Plus that I've also been playing on the Vita, so checking that out sometime soon. But that's it. Um, I've been playing a lot of games, and we didn't get to talk about that last week, so I just want to fit that all in. So <laughs> we'll move into news, yeah. uh, and with that, um, oh yeah, also played let it die but i won't get into that it's, it's been really fun and you know it's it's not a souls game it's totally different it's it's been a very action heavy game probably the best suda 51 game he's done in many years or at least the grasshopper i don't know if suda is actually really behind this but it's the best game grasshopper has done in many years um even if i did enjoy a lot of his other titles like uh chainsaw lollipop so um but going into the news uh, biggest news that we had um, is there was a Fire Emblem Direct that occurred on January 18th, uh, where they announced, they announced a lot of t- 10 billion titles. <laughs> yes, the, the crazy thing, I, I, I think that I, I saw this comment made on Twitter where it's like, you know, uh, Nintendo's like, hey guys, we hear you wanted like all these great games for like these mascot characters that you've been wanting. You wanted a new Metroid game. Instead, we're going to announce like a billion Fire Emblem games. How about it? So I'm okay with that though. I like Fire Emblem. Yeah, Josh, how about you go over the the big news that they announced at that the, during uh, that 21 minute direct? Very short. Direct. Yeah, the, the 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 first thing they they uh, they made a big announcement at the very first uh, minutes of that. So they showed out this trailer, and like it was like kind of uh, really similar similar cinematic and whatnot. And they they announced Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valencia. Uh, for the 3DS coming on May 19th. And that's essentially a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden, which is the second Fire Emblem that was never officially localized. I believe there's a fan translation, but that was that was super crazy uh, on that because that's very much a, a landmark title for the Fire Emblem series to kind of, you know, a lot of uh, future titles kind of took foundations and uh, ideas from it. It's very, it was very much ahead of its time. Uh, in terms of like you know uh, going about the map, uh, picking stages, uh, dungeons, uh, dungeon crawling in a Fire Emblem uh, to get into the strategy uh, battles and whatnot. Uh, that's uh, super freaking cool. Um, I should we talk about uh, each one or go through the news uh, first? I mean, um, you... uh, we should go. I mean, if you want to go through each of them, it doesn't um... matter if you guys had any uh, comments for it. 
I mean, it's it sounds like it's a very exciting time, and that the fact that it's coming out so soon is pretty amazing. Yeah, it just shows that like you know they're still very much committed to the 3ds. No, at least in the in the short term. Yeah, well, for in that. the short term. Yeah, so that was I'm super excited for that. Just seeing how they're gonna like kind of modernize like you know old classic like true ass classic Fire Emblem mechanics stuff for you know modern age. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. There's Has anyone also, here played Gaiden? I played Gaiden actually. Because that game, I don't it's, personally think it's held up super well. Me too. I don't think it's, it's a great game, but I think there's a lot of neat ideas in there. Yeah, and I and I think the really interesting thing about Fire Emblem Echoes is that they announced that they're trying to retain a lot of the features that made the game unique. So yeah. we didn't get to see fully in the trailer, but they did show off like dungeon crawling, for instance. Yeah, which dungeon hasn't crawling been seen in Fire Emblem is all. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine because in Gaiden you can walk around towns and stuff, so yep. that would be really cool if that's a possible inclusion they're looking to maintain. I, th- I think that I think they're gonna try to stay as faithful as they can without while just like uh, just giving it an overhaul like visually. I really mm-hmm. hope they like kind of because I, I don't know. Like I feel I feel weird, weird about uh, Gaiden, but I think if they if they go about it in a really intuitive way, I think I can get more behind it because I think that like the balancing of Gaiden is super fucked. <laughs> oh, it that game's a mess. It's a hot yeah. mess in terms of balance. <laughs> like magic works completely differently where it takes away HP instead of like yep. spell uses. What? You equip swords you find to characters. Weapons don't break. It's just you just give them a sword to give them a huge weapon buff. It's super oh, weird. Very limited. Yeah, like it's, Ga- it's crazy. Gaiden is easily one of the most experimental Fire Emblem entries in there. It's the uh, black sheep of the series, the good reason. And I think it's pretty crazy that uh, Alm and Silesia are getting uh, their own amiibos. Oh, yeah. That's right. They announced it like at the same time, the yeah. fact that they're doing that. And that's it's once again like reaching deep into like that that backlog. And so I I wonder what their intention is to be doing something like this. Is that being like after maybe whatever they have planned next that they might uh, lean more into like the exploratory stuff uh, like they used to? That's so I, cool. as a betting man, I'm willing to bet that those amiibos will have use in another game that was part of this event. Yes. yes. Oh, so, we should also uh, mention Yuri Lowenthal like narrated this entire direct, and that was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just hearing his voice. Uh, Did he voice never, any Fire characters? I just don't He know. voices Marth. Of course. In yep. Smash Brothers and in uh, Fates and Awakening he's for like, still, grunts and whatnot. He's still not too expensive, uh, but you know, Nintendo has deep pockets, so I guess it's okay with them. So. I mean, 10 years ago, if you would have told me after I bought Fire Emblem on the GBA, like, hey, Sasuke is going to tell you about a bunch of new Fire Emblem games <laughs> all coming out at once. I that would have told you you're better. crazy. He sold it, and he also kind of sucked at points in the game, too. I liked we'll, we'll get into some of that other stuff, too. But, yeah, they, they also announced a brand new – okay, they kind of teased this, but they announced yeah. a brand new Fire Emblem game coming exclusively to the Switch. I mean, of course, uh, sometime in 2018, and that's – that's great because they even mentioned, you know, it's been almost a decade since um, there was been a Fire Emblem game, not since the Wii, uh, the Wii uh, that that happened. Radiant Dawn. Radiant Dawn, of course, um, and that was very well received at the time. And you know, the fact that they're going to do something like this, it's like if you guys can put as much effort as you've been into like the the mobile, uh, the, excuse me, not the mobile, the handheld versions. I'm excited to see when they bring back that same experience over the years to you know the console market again. So that's I'm kind of interested if they're gonna go about this the Awakening and Fates route, or they're gonna try to do so, like a kind of like a little overhaul to the series again. 
I mm. I think the series needs an overhaul. I it, think it does least, too. Yeah, it'll, totally. it's going to be too safe if they just come back with pairing and children again. Man, I really hope that like it kind of. I hope it kind of does the Persona Five route. Or, like... or they bring back mm-hmm. the original Awakening con- Awakening concept of it being like on Mars in the future. Yeah. Go nuts. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm okay with this. I would imagine though it's that they they're not the type of group to rest on their laurels, and so I imagine that yeah they will try to do something big. Now that they've got like a they likely have got the the biggest budget that they've had uh, to be able to do something like that. I'm sure Nintendo's obviously put a lot of focus and and effort into the Fire Emblem series, especially because of how big it's been in the West. And Nintendo doesn't have a lot of those types of se- of franchises at this point. It's that they they're always trying to like try something different, other than the mascots. They're clearly trying to make Fire Emblem like their biggest temple series in the West. And so um, uh, I would imagine, as as yeah, as Darren said, is that they're going to be do something, uh, an overhaul for the series, for the for the consoles. And I hope it's more than just a, a simple strategy game that it's been. Not that I wouldn't mind that, but it would be pretty cool if they did uh, they, with like the Gaiden style. Like a lot of exploration, even if it's like when you get into battle, it's strategy combat. I, I wouldn't want Gaiden 2.0. I, I think that would be a bad way to go for a new and a brand new entry in the Fire Emblem series. <laughs> I've also heard a rumor that uh, Fire Emblem Echoes might become its own subseries of remakes of older titles. That'd be oh. crazy. But I, 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 that just reminds me that I'm glad they at least started with two instead of one. Because if they tried to do a remake of one, I, I, I no, don't I see would, it, but I'd be frowning really yeah, hard. Yeah, pe- people would be. I even. I don't even think they'll do uh, Fire Emblem Three. What if I they do like a, they had a Japanese DS release, a remake oh, yeah. of a, a remake of Thracia? <laughs> oh man, if they remade Thracia <laughs> or Genealogy of the Holy War, I'd be so up for that. People I would don't be know Thracia came out like in was it ninety nine <laughs> or something? Yeah, like that? I think like yeah. Super, last Super like Nintendo film. game to release. It's because I was the word was like the creative Fire Emblem like refused to get on the N sixty four, so he still made games, and then they eventually. <laughs> fired him and so he went on his own but <laughs> it's like he, he didn't understand like that and so i think actually let me look this up because i if i'm not mistaken i think it was like around the time the playstation 2 was coming out that uh that they were still making fire emblem games for that but yeah i think like that yeah, the genealogy wars um it's i'm gonna look this up because I, i'm if i'm not mistaken they were still making yeah it was like 99 i had like two releases yeah, that's. I think so. Oh, I think it wait. released once for like Nintendo Power. It's like some sort of Nintendo subscription. I think they had yes, like a. Yes, it came global, out like January after. You're right. Nintendo Power '99. The raw, the actual cartridge came out on January 21st, 2000, and that's like a few months Jesus before the Christ. PlayStation 2 came out in Japan. So that's that's where you're. That's what they're looking at right there. He almost Look, he skipped uh, over that. Very old school Fire Emblem is is weird. <laughs> I love four and five, so I, if they could come back in some way, shape, or form, I'd be all about that. Oh yes. well, yeah, Mar- March fourth, two thousand is when the PlayStation Two came out in Japan. So like that's less than Crazy. that's like a, like six weeks before. <laughs> so that's that's kind of giving you the idea there, but yeah. I just thought. Also, speaking of crazy, yeah. if you would have told me ten years ago that there was going to be a Fire Emblem Dynasty Warriors game, I would have told you to go shake your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's very God. valid of you. Uh, but, yeah, they, yeah they... Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, they showed off a slight, very slightly uh, more extended trailer from the one shot and Switch debut uh, event. Uh, that they also sh- uh, said that it's coming out on new 3DS systems as well. As well, so like like the Xenoblade 3DS release, it's only exclusive to the new series. 
So like new the base new and new XL. There's like only two uh, games that are on that th- new yeah. XL, right? Xenoblade and that. That's exclusive. I, I think, other than I think virtual console, more. of course. But. Yeah, other than that stuff. Um, yeah, all they showed in that trailer was, hey, it's it's Chrom and he's beating up some dudes and it's flashy. Look at Chrom in HD. Looks good. Yeah. All I gotta say is hope they flex flex the series roster and don't, don't just pull from Awakening of Fates. Please don't. God damn it! Give me my Lin. I'm Let's sure. get some Hector and Lin action. Hell yeah! If you look at the other Koei Tecmo games, they're really good about fan service, like bringing back old characters, like with Hyrule oh, yeah, Warriors. Like, and Hyrule like Warriors that. DLC is fucking weird. Yeah, like, that, so that's bizarre. the kind of surround out of control. Some people are predicting that Merlinus, the uh, merchant character from the original Fire Emblem Seven that released mm. on GBA, will be a character in this game. He'll be a tent. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. and not even that, yes. like, Dragon Quest Heroes. So, yeah, like, all these different games you can think about that they do that. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy, right, the merchant character coming back. But that's, um, I would trust them to do something like that. Like, if anything, I can trust them to be really deep, get really deep into the lore. I'm uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to, uh, you know, translate the rock, paper, scissors, uh, weapon triangle into a Mosu game. I mean, uh, Dynasty Wars has got some of that too. I mean, it's uh, well, very little, yeah. I'd say. But it's it's got that whole like you know the. the okay. there, there was a point. There, there was a Dynasty Warriors uh, entry. I think it was six or seven that like it actually uh, leaned heavily into like weapon attributes of like Dynasty hey, tactics you... too. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, like you about that, that much. But yeah. There was like there was like an entry. I think it was seven that like let you uh, like equip like multiple weapons to deal with like that kind of like weapon attribute stuff. Yes. Yes, yes, there was definitely like that. I mean, if anything, it was more like taking advantage of like combos and um, you know juggling enemies in the air and stuff like that. But that's yeah, I'd be very curious to see if they would do something like that. I doubt it. Uh, that might be way too much work to do something like that because that's kind of like a different genre entirely. That's why it needs that and more. And a lot of games kind of took took that as well. But yeah, it's as long as I have a lot of fun with playing characters and like getting deep into that lore, that'd be awesome. And then the bulk of this direct, uh, which is uh, to end it off, they uh, finally unveiled that Fire Emblem mobile game called, what's this, Grand Emblem Fantasy Keeper? Oh, no, it's that's uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, made by the same folks uh, behind Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, coming to iOS and Android on February 2nd. I think like pre-registration starts, like I think it's already up, I believe. As of this recording, and they had they showed off a lot of shit for it, like exactly how it's gonna. It, it's exactly what you think uh, a Fire Emblem mobile game is, as like you know a gachapon system. So you're gonna have to like roll for your characters, and it's gonna have uh, you know like uh, it's like strategy RPG uh, style battles. They all have like spri- uh, their own individual sprites, and then like guest illustrators coming in for their actual portraits. Um, it's it looks so it looks okay actually. I probably gonna try it out to be honest yeah it's it's um it's dna is the developer and yeah, yeah they did final fantasy record keeper that you know that's for people who haven't played it it's been a great game like, they've done a lot of hard work on that and it was actually it's been a lot of fun to play and they keep adding a lot of content to that so with that type of support coming to fire Emblem heroes um that's pretty exciting it just reminded me that um i mentioned this before when it was announced like you know there's phantom of the kill which is another mobile game that's actually pretty damn good but it's part a lot of it is because it takes a lot of stuff from fire emblem um down to like the way the troops move and the cutscenes when you're attacking all that type of stuff that is straight up and phantom of the kill i just hope it's not as extremely aggravating 
trying to grind for those what do they call them in the in the trailer the they're like orbs orbs orbs, orbs, orbs actually, yeah. yeah um i hope it's not like that but it's, there's like a weird way to like like uh, kind of manipulate the gacha so like if you roll for this amount of like uh say weapon wielder and like you can actually like mitigate it down to like so you can start only rolling in the pool of like say axe wielders or something like that and then like the more you roll consecutively the less orbs it's gonna consume yeah yuri lowenthal really wanted to get a long queue yeah yeah he really really wanted he got his ass handed to him in that that was that's pretty good that was entertaining uh... i also thought it was weird how in that presentation for fire emblem heroes they made so many obscure references to fire emblem shadow dragon with like direct lines of dialogue quoting them i'm like you realize (laughs) most people watching this are not going to know what that line is because most of them are here from Awakening and Fates. Yeah, was... everyone hates Shadow Dragon. Get out of here. <laughs> there's a lot. I, there's a surprising amount of people who fight for that game. That's news to me. I, I thought they were all just joking. I thought it was like uh, there, there's 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 some space for it. But uh, I have actually have one issue with what I saw with Fire Emblem Heroes, mm-hmm. and it's that Fire Emblem, especially for the GBA games, has been known to have amazing sprite animation with like some of the highest quality sprites seen in that era. And fans to this day, like the Fire Emblem hacking community, still make custom sprite work and portraits. Yes. And I think there's a huge lost opportunity with the, with the presentation of characters in the actual battles to not replicate, like, like in Record Keeper, they replicate the style of classic Final Fantasy sprites, like you see in 4, 5, and 6. And then Brave Exvius, which is another Final Fantasy mobile game, you have, like, more stylized sprites. Yeah. And then here, you kind of have these really kind of boring, not very crazy animated like simple character sprites that almost look like they came out of uh, what uh, theater, theater rhythm. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. bit, or record keeper. I mean, that's that's the kind of the, it's very basic. But I think that um, you know, record keeper over time did really improve on presentation, like dramatically. So uh, they had like huge updates that really helped improve that game. I mean, this game is supposed to be out what on yeah February second for both uh, Android and iOS. Um, and so that's that's obviously too soon to be able to say like you know they could probably fix it before release. No, it's going to be out really soon. Mm-hmm. And so I totally agree that it did seem pretty basic. But I guess it kind of depends on how much where where they're going to put the effort in uh, in other places of that. Like, are they going to put a lot of work into like the special abilities and whatnot? Just like in Record Keeper, that was kind of the case. The sprites were very basic, but like when they got into like the summons and the magic and all this other stuff, it really went over the top, and that was pretty fun to deal with. Uh, and the boss battles, of course, were also very dramatic at times with the way they presented those things. And so I guess it's that for the way the sprites look on the face of it, um, it I guess another way is that they're really putting effort into like the cat, the the the, um, the cast, because you see mm-hmm. like on that website, you can go to to vote. Uh, for your special legends that they're going to have like an event for that the legends are going to be a part of they they included everyone <laughs> like all these random people that you had recruit your party in the old fire emblem games because i did that thing where you can click to like randomize the person that you want to choose on there and it was like really obscure ones like really like they just oh, threw everyone in there oh, are yeah. crazy ones in there there are yes. even playable characters in the game like you want ike's mom vote for ike's totally mom. Ice, yeah. came across like, ike's what? mom in that <laughs> it's like in this like this villager like it was in there i was like wait no <laughs> this is yeah it's it's going to be really weird for a lot of north american players who are not familiar with a lot of the japanese exclusive titles because all those characters are there and they're gonna be like yep. thinking to themselves like what the Literally hell who is that? that's fucking great <laughs> with me as long as they, i mean as long as they give like flavor text and 
Uh, DNA has been pretty good about that, given some flavor text like the characters in the story. Like, I, I, I wonder if they're going to give it that same type of presentation, just like Record Keeper, and that you're going to play through the Fire Emblem games and like the stories are like campaigns uh, through those through those different games. Uh, Maybe because they were yeah. featuring uh, some new characters that look to have their own story mode. So they did say new friends. Right yeah, they said new friends along. The I guess that I guess it depends on like the DNA. Like, is there? I don't know if. Uh, like they like patched in like new animations or new like attacks for like existing characters in Record Keeper. Yeah, they did. So I guess like okay, so like the the pedigree has to be there. Like have they like shown this off before? You know. So like if, if that's the case, then like hopefully you know down the line, like a, a few months down the line in uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, like that they'll they'll come back and revisit these characters, you know, and uh, be able to have more care and love to like the actual attack animation i think i think right now what they're uh focused on is like getting that out out the door like in a stable like format like, making sure that like the servers aren't like all on fire on release day yeah um that's that's uh, gonna be I, hard to because it's, cause it's gonna be big it's gonna be super big you know especially that there's gonna be a simultaneous launch in how many regions uh it's good i imagine like the first 24 hours of that game being up it's gonna be like on fire it's gonna be hard getting in it's gonna be hard like playing or you might be like long loading times child long like response times from the server just like you know any other like like big mobile game and whatnot and if there's anyone you can trust to be able to deliver at least a, a competent mobile game it's dna like they've proven themselves and they've gotten so much experience dealing with that like, record keeper um because it's their biggest release. I mean, obviously they've got yeah. other games too, but like Record Keeper was such a great game that we had so much fun with. That still continues to improve to this day, and they add so much content to it. They've kept adding a lot of content to that game. It's okay, Alex and several other friends of mine always remind me daily what, oh, <laughs> what's yeah. going on in there. They're always <laughs> on about it on I, Twitter. But yeah, it really just comes down to how... Uh, it sounds like based on like yeah like what you were talking about how that the uh, the amount of orbs you have to use when you roll for gacha uh, can uh, lower over time uh, the number of times you have to roll. I wonder if that's like a combo thing. Like it's like you know after so while it's going to reset. Like I, I don't know, I don't know if, that. unless that just means straight up like you know it's going to go down to this and then reset. Uh, oh, I wonder what exactly. It'll that probably means. have a timer. Yeah, for like, that's this is your this is like your counter for today and I wonder after what the 12 hours it resets yeah, or, i wonder how hard you. it is to grind for that stuff and yeah. how much it's going to take to roll for that i mean clearly they gave like an idea of that like they showed some numbers on the screen but like um and i wonder about that stamina system i mean the, the good thing about the stamina system in record keeper it exists but as you leveled up the stamina bar got bigger and over time it didn't become as big and so by the time you depleted that it just it was like okay well i'm kind of had my fill so that's not a problem uh, i'll just wait until it recovers um but there's all these questions about the free to play mechanics that we still don't know about and we won't know about until that game is out so hopefully it's but not in the meantime annoying. everyone needs to go out go on the website and vote for the black knight to, to play in the game Volfasoli. You can vote for Lid as Volfasoli. your third choice, but you vote for both versions of the Black Knight. Get the Black Knight in the Fire Emblem game. Come on. Okay, okay. So just around the table, what like what have you picked so far? And like, give me like four characters that you plan on picking. Oh gosh, I have well, to pull it up. I don't even know like who I've. I've picked. picked the Black Knight twice. Okay. Both Path of Radiant and Radiant Dawn version. Oh, I can All vote right. for someone right now if I wanted to. I forgot I yeah, picked somebody. I also voted for uh, Carol from Fire Emblem Seven. The badass swordsman. Okay. I got Moonair from on the, on the fourth day. I voted for the Black Knight. 
<laughs> who's who's someone tell me who Moonir is from G- the genealogy of the Holy War? I don't know who that is. Shit. You're asking me to like. I'm going to choose like, the next there's character. There's so many characters in that yeah. game. Sal from Binding Blade. I'm just randomly choosing here. Uh, okay. Aaron all right. from so, Mystery of the Emblem. So Adriana had a, had a deal, okay? I told her because she wanted to vote Tharja. Okay, I'll vote for Tharja on the second day if you vote for No, Lin Tharja's going to get in either way. It's vote so, for Black Knight. So I, got... I picked Lin and Tharja so far, and then the third day I picked Loot from uh, Sacred Stones. I plan on picking Hector. I've not uh, probably both versions of Hector. And then Ira from Holy War and Marissa from Do you from really Sacred want Stones. Fire Emblem 6, Hector? Ah, I got. You really yeah. didn't really didn't really do much. I know, I know, but it's Hector. You kind of got crushed. It's Hector, though. It's like just vote for the Fire Emblem Seven Hector twice. I actually, well, I've, I got my selection here. I randomly chose Mia from Path of Radiance, so I'm going to choose her because she's awesome. Yeah, Mia. solid choice. Well, you could also vote for her from Radiant Dawn. Well, there's a gold glow around here it means i selected I, I, I her trying, so. i tried not to pick the same character twice no like there's some i are. know someone is literally going through all the days just like darren is gonna well, like choosing one thing i got so what i've got is Sully, subaki and mia that's my three so far okay so then vote for lynn no you can Everyone vote for lynn you're apparently a big fan of lynn so. Everyone vote for Tune into the Tetracast where we're voting for our best girl. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's gonna last like, yeah, a, like it's two the seconds. Black Knight. <laughs> Argue over who the best Fire Emblem character is. Like we want to really get into that war when there's like two thousand characters. It's not an argument because the Black Knight wins. It's it's done. <laughs> He's gonna there's be no in discussion. There, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, I, need, I need him in Warriors. He's going to be like, in Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah, the Black Knight is going to be in there, too. So If he's not, right. I'm going to cry because he got robbed from Smash. No BK, no buy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so that's, uh, like, yeah, that's, that's the big news coming out of that. So just to wrap that up, it's like we've got Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia uh, for the 3DS coming May 19th. Um, that seems to be the worldwide release date. So they didn't really specify about that. We got a new Fire Emblem game coming in 2018. That's all they really said, just to wait for that. Um, uh, maybe we'll hear about it at E3, along with the Super Mario Odyssey. Apparently, it's going to be at E3 as well. Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, they didn't really... I don't think they... Did they give a release date for that game at all, or just this year? No. Yeah, just it's sometime this year for the PS4... Sorry, PS4. The Switch and the new 3DS. Um, and then Fire Emblem Heroes out on February 2nd for iOS and Android. That You can pre-register uh, for now. So, Okay. Awesome. That's that's a lot of news for Fire Emblem, and it's great to see that series continue to grow. I just hope they don't really get full of themselves and start to dip on the quality uh, with that many games, but we'll see. Uh, it seems like this, like the type of series, just like Yakuza, that it had its very strong fan following, like a cult following, and now it's like finally found the su- success, and it's up to them to kind of be able to manage that newfound success. But that's kind of what Awakening had, and um, it seems like... Oh, actually makes me wonder if Fire Emblem, uh, excuse me, the new Fire Emblem for the Switch, it's that, are they going to continue on with this new style that they had starting with Awakening? Or are they, they going to go back to the more dramatic style, the more the more uh, mature style of the older ones? You know, it's like that Persona thing or whatever. Uh, it's going to be a Mario Party with Fire Emblem. Totally Fire Emblem. Oh, like, God, no. It's, it's you know, or <laughs> Fire Emblem Mix, you know, like Sonic Mega Mix, whatever it was. I forget what that game was. Uh, that party game or fortune street fire emblem that's what it's gonna be rom and mart that's the olympic games <laughs> all right okay. okay can't wait for that oh yeah yeah fine but the, uh, I want to how see, does like, the black Marth knight swim so fast he has all that armor 
<laughs> Black Knight is banned from tournaments. Yeah, he's just gonna be on the horse. <laughs> that's all. So that's so that's the yeah, that's the big news. Fire Emblem. That's like the biggest news that we had this week. But moving on to the other news. Um, by the time people are gonna hear this podcast, the Neo final demo is probably gonna be over. But it's uh, it's running uh, today as of this recording, January twenty first, the twenty second. Uh, for one thing, it's going to be your last chance to get the DLC, the Mark of the Conqueror, the Mark of the... Uh, what is it? I forget what the I other one was. Like uh, the two masks that you were able to get... Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I mixed it up. I was looking at a different uh, line here. Uh, the two masks from the Alpha and the Beta, uh, they have a third mask you can get. Um, the uh, You have to defeat the Ogress. Uh, that's the boss that's in this demo. You start... Is that new? Yeah, that is definitely new. Okay. Um, you start at the level... And it's actually arguably the easiest level yet that they've shown so far. It seems like it's very oh. early on because I had very little problem beating that thing because, like, I started around like two o'clock and I was done by noon. Uh, so that wow. that was like the least amount of time. The, the problem between the alpha and the beta is that so in the alpha you had to go through a couple levels to get the DLC, and then you had to do the same levels in the beta. So I was concerned that uh. it would be another one of those where I have to get through all this hours worth of content just to get to that specific uh boss battle to get the dlc that i wanted uh, but luckily they just throw you right in there and um i i must have been from my experience dealing with the other ones but i was able to get into it pretty quickly and defeat that thing um hot tip anyone listening to this right away to defeat the ogres all you have to do is dodge into her <laughs> that's all you gotta do because you she does these like wide screens and everything like this launching attack all you have to do is dot like roll into her little like skirt thing that she has around her waist and she whiffs all the time so i was able to defeat her pretty handily um by doing that i uh, i had no real concerns um going into that battle i was able to beat her on my first try and that was nice. by myself so that was that was pretty fun, and I've, I got a hand of the mechanics. They introduced a new weapon. It's like the sickle oh. weapon that it's Ooh. like you know the the chain with the blade at the end, like you swing around. Right. It was pretty damn cool. <laughs> like that that this game, I am so excited for it. It's I had a, I have a hard time getting to the Souls games. This game is so much fun. It's challenging as hell, but it's also a lot of fun. The combat is extremely exciting and uh, very satisfying, just like a Souls game would be. But it's more like a mix between Souls and Onimusha. So there's like enough there, that enough challenge there to you to uh, warrant the time investment to really get to know the mechanics and all that stuff. But um, there's a lot of a lot of really great style to it, the mechanics, and you know people have seen the story of it. So there's very it's very story heavy as well. And I'm I'm just looking forward to really finally playing that game um, in February when that finally releases so uh definitely check that out even for a little bit even if you don't plan on playing too much i think it's about eight gigs uh, to download the demo and so it's worth it to try just a bit to see what it's like and like i said that level that they have in that demo is, is early but once you beat it you actually get to unlock the other stages so you can go through and get the dlc that you missed before time is up so they haven't given an impression if they're going to sell that dlc or give away in the game itself but it's Koei. They love selling DLC. Josh knows. Dead or alive. Come on. <laughs> they fucking love the DLC. So yeah. I'm charging huge amounts for that. So we'll see what How happens. How will the bikinis look on uh, William? Oh my gosh. Good question. He does when he goes to... There's like these uh, little... Uh, what's it called? The hot... What's the water in Japan? I'm like totally blanking on this right now. It's the... Soccer? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. The bay, the way you have a bath. 
Hot Springs? Hot Springs, yes, yeah, sorry. I don't know why I was playing oh, on the wow. It has been a long time I'm gonna, since I'm gonna, you watched any anime. <laughs> I asked you guys you know what I'm I was talking you, about. Maybe I was I'm going to let you in on a secret. Those are all over the world, not just in Japan. <laughs> no, but like, that's the easiest way. I know like Colorado and California's got it. I'm just giving you the easiest way to think about it. You guys didn't I'm even dead. know. Even if I was terrible trying to explain it, you didn't even give an answer. So <laughs> Because because you give a read to Japan, I'm like, but he wears like he puts on like that little like the samurai like little underwear that you've got like the little wrap around is that's like as close to naked that you get not quite Geralt naked but like it's, it's, it's a mythical Japanese hot springs pretty damn close uh it does takes place in Japan so that makes sense um so yeah check that out uh other news kind of a surprising thing came out after the switch conference they announced of course that I am Setsuno uh, we'll be releasing on the Nintendo Switch uh, for launch in Japan. In the West, it's going to be sometime in March, or at least in um, in, in America, it will be. They announced there's going to be a PvP mode, which is kind of insane. Oh, yeah, sure. like, you know, actually, now that I think about it, I think I recall, Zach, you had a review of this game on the site, correct? Yeah. I think there's a direct line that I, I'm quoting here where you said, I am Setsuna is a phenomenal RPG, but... What it's really lacking is some player versus player multiplayer. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh man, I forgot I put that down. I'm glad you I docked called a whole it that point because of that, didn't you? Pretty fucked up. I called that. I, I, I'll take I'll take credit. You know, if you want to thank anybody for a PvP mode of a JRPG, that's totally something you can call. There you me. go. That's. <laughs> it's yeah. Please, clap. Zach is the reason why it's, they're adding the PvP mode. This is so. Out of left field, like it makes no Bizarre. sense. Like I can understand, like maybe a multiplayer or something like that, like a co-op and like in the combat, like a tails type of thing. Even then, I'm Tsutsuna doesn't really, you know, tailor towards Isn't that Chrono type Trigger of multiplayer, gameplay? huh? PVP, Chrono, Tr- Chrono Trigger PVP. How'd that go? Was there? Or not? I, you're trying <laughs> no, to like, no, you're making I, I stories up now. And I said, imagine if that. Imagine, had it. okay. I thought you said, do, do you remember? I'm like, stop making shit up, okay? Don't be fake news here, okay? We were trying to give the real news, none of that fake news. Uh, yeah, it's a okay. So good news, at least it's a free add-on. I don't know, like it was Tokyo RPG Factory working on this. I hope not. I hope this was just some other thing. Like, I don't know why they gave like a weird incentive to add this, unless it's like they're going to charge more for I Am Satuna than it is right now or something, or at least give it a reason why it's going to remain the high price it is, because I do think it's still priced too high for the type of game it is, as much Just as I love it. Just in case you want to go to a party and put, and uh, you know, with a Switch and put that to tabletop mode and be like, hey, buddy, uh, you know, the, uh, like after a beer pong, it's like, you want to play some I Am Satsuna, man? <laughs> it's not a hard game. Like uh... PvP me right now, bro. <sighs> I, I mean, it's, how good your party comp? It's not like I, mean, I can <laughs> I can imagine like a re, I don't know an arena mode to like the Souls series because like that would make some sense because like you can use that to like build up your character. I am Sasuna is not a hard game, and so I don't know why they're adding this. Like it's it's the the actual explanation is that it's a free add on. You'd be able to upload and download data when you advance to uh, a specific part of the main story of the game. So, like, once you get to a point, you unlock this arena of time. So, I don't know if it's, like, this other Easter egg kind of thing, like it was in the actual game. Like, there was some Easter eggs that you go to certain parts of the map and you're able to, like, find some crazy cool things. Um, But it says, the arena of time uh, will have a wide range of character customization for players to enjoy a player-versus-player element specific to I Am Setsuna, and it's due out on launch. So... I don't know what their thinking is behind this. I don't know. Life goes on. I'm not going to play that version of the game. I'm 
Mm. It's definitely it's not like... something that the game needed. I mean, no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just want, I would love to see footage of it just to, and what, what dumb shit uh, comes from it. That's the only like lasting power it has for me. I just think like you know, there's ways to exploit uh, the, that game. To really... I mean, that's I went I went through that game like using like what one or two like combo moves to like one shot or two shot yeah. like ninety nine percent of the encounters in that game. I mean, it's better so... than nothing, I guess, if you want to put it that way. It's like at least they're adding something to it for the release, and that's always kind of cool. But uh, like. I don't know. There's like ways to exploit the combat in the game where you can do like a huge amount of damage in that game. And like if you use the right equipment and the right um, special abilities and whatnot, you can actually deal like huge amounts of damage. And so I think like if you get into the PvP, the people that have understand uh, understood how to do that are going to completely demolish everyone who managed to step foot on there. So well, I mean, it's, I, just, it's, just, it's like a dumb ad- addition. I'm not going to like, you know, sit here and be like why, why they do it because it's it's, it's it's gonna be a dumb thing just out, out of the gate i don't know you know it's, it's just just just, just, to, just to incentivize hey that the nintendo switch comes with two controllers so you know <laughs> it didn't say anything so about local are... i don't know about local pvp but so we don't think everything. there's gonna be a evo 2017 i am satsuna side tournament uh <laughs> you know i would not be surprised because there's weirder <laughs> things that have been on side tournaments there but you know uh, I, I I don't think that that's gonna happen. See me in Satsuna. I'm, I'm not like I said. I'm, it's I appreciate that they're adding stuff. I just I don't know why. Like, what's the point? For all 20 people that are gonna buy Satsuna on the Nintendo Switch, Kyle, money sure money match me. Money matching Satsuna right now. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be like 40. You scrub use that combo to everyone uses. It's top tier. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, oh my like, god. Oh, there's going to be tiers list. of characters. I have sets in the tier list. Holy <laughs> shit. Yes. Okay, that's what yeah, I actually want out of this. You're trash. That's what I actually wanted. I have Setsuna tier list of like the combo moves uh, on in that game. Where's Setsuna going to lie on that list? Like pretty low. Oh man. Cuz you got the protagonist oh. as well, so <laughs> that's Okay, there's actually a brilliant idea. I, I agree now. Okay. <sighs> uh, 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 hopefully they have amiibo. That'd be pretty cool for a PVP. But anyway, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's that's such a weird thing, but um, uh, and it's specific, so it doesn't seem like it's going to be added to any other versions of that game. It's just for the Switch, so unless it becomes DLC later, I just don't know why. But it just makes me want to get something new from Tokyo RPG Factory sometime soon. So I guess we'll find out. But that's that's another that's another piece of news we found out. Another important detail that came out. Oh, another before, huge. Before the Kyle was highlighting it, so I wanted to try to pronounce the name. Yes. Uh what? I'm sorry. Uitaro Romuno Mask of Deception and Mask of Truth. That's like a Blind Guardian album cover name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is um this is a game that came out about actually I think it's about to celebrate its fifteenth anniversary. Uh so this is these two games, Mask of Deception and Mask of Truth, are both sequels to Otoaru Romuno. Uh, one that came out on the PC. Excuse me, what was that? I'm not going to repeat it. It was a PC like uh, uh, adult uh, strategy RPG slash uh, visual novel, uh, a rogue kind of game uh, that was really highly regarded when it came out in Japan. Very popular. It actually had a cult following here even, and also uh, birthed uh, an anime series, uh, manga, a lot of adaptations, and so. This kind of came out of nowhere that they announced that it's going to be coming to the PlayStation 4 
and the PlayStation Vita. So Mask of Deception uh, will be out this spring sometime. And then Mask of Truth will be out this fall. So they're sequels to each other as well um, in terms of the story itself. Uh, so these are games that came out in September of 2015 for Deception and September of 2016 for Truth. So these are pretty recent in the grand scheme of things yeah. when you think about localizations for Japanese games. If I mean, if you're talking about like the the, the Falcom games, you know, this is really recent. <laughs> uh, what yes. we have to put up with, especially because it's got like a lot of story to it. This is being done by Atlas USA, and they said in the blog entry that it's Japanese audio only. So it's yes. a very much like a when they localized Tears to Tiara too. So they definitely have this uh, working relationship with uh, Aqua Plus, uh, who's the developer of these games. And I liked so, Tears to Tiara too. That was a really good game. It was like 80 hours long. It was yeah, I remember, I remember it be, being beefy. But yeah, Utobare Rumono uh, coming out. Yeah, just... Yeah, two, both in the same year. Absolutely, yeah, really close together. Crazy. And it just made me think about the fact that, you know, 2017, talking about a like game of the year, it's... Speaking of that, we've got another big announcement uh, from Axis Games that when they recently mentioned. So the biggest bummer, uh, one of the bigger bummers from Anime Expo, um, I mean, it was exciting when Axis Games of all companies, as opposed to XD, announced that uh, Tokyo Xanadu would be coming to, um, be coming to the West. And they made it clear that it was going to only be the base version of that game. So clearly they heard loud and clear how upset people were over the fact that, you know, they're going to be so far behind in terms of content before it even comes out that they clearly worked out something with Falcom and announced that EX Plus, the PlayStation 4 version, uh, you know, because this is a game that came out of the Vita version, EX Plus is the PS4 version, um, they announced that that's going to be the version that we're going to get here in the West for PlayStation 4 and also for PC. Um, the Vita version is still going to be the regular Tokyo Xanadu release. Makes sense because, you know, the EX, like I said, EX Plus content was just for the PS4. It wasn't for the Vita. So they didn't do anything with that stuff. Um, and that's, yeah, that's going to be out this fall. The Vita version will be out sometime in the summer. I don't know if they yeah. said anything else about that. Um, not really. They had like a limited edition thing going, yeah. but yeah, just uh, for people who are curious, EX Plus uh, essentially has like a new scenarios, a new playable character, and one in, like that tweaks uh, an existing character. It's like the and super I think super, the, oh, no, like the white, the the white shroud or something. Yeah, like the weird. Uh, the the, the weirdest. The, the the EX Plus I've heard from friends who played both versions. Rectifies the biggest thing. Uh, the base version was like stupidly easy uh, on Vita. Oh. Like people like uh, were saying that like, hey, just like play it on Nightmare. You'll have a you'll have a breeze on Nightmare. And then they played it. It's like, oh wow, this is actually super easy. And EX Plus is definitely re- like the whole game is rebalanced. So it's actually a much harder uh, game. That's that's but uh, that, that that's cool. But uh, I, I kind of was uh, uh, kind of not really expecting, but kind of uh, was wondering about whether EX Plus was going to get localized because after that base and uh, that original announcement, like Axis was like super silent on the whole thing oh, for yeah. many 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 months. They probably so, uh, they probably couldn't announce it. They were probably oh yeah, of course they, they they had to they had to re renegotiate all the rights with Falcom. Uh, you know, so that takes a lot of time. So I'm glad that we, they were able to work it out and we'll be getting that yeah. oh. version as well. That was also actually that reminds me that it's going to be dual audio. Uh, so oh, is it is it dual audio? Yeah, or just Japanese yeah, it's going to be dual only? audio. They, that's what the the PR merch. I'm going to quickly double check on that, but I'm pretty damn sure that's going to be the case uh, because someone asked this and the PR person. Uh, I heard Japanese audio only. That's the last thing I, I read. Uh, 
I wasn't sure if there was any English because it like access has been a, on a weird trend. Like sometimes they'll do dual audio, like an exist archive, but then like with the latest blaze blue uh, central fiction, they went Japanese audio only. So it, it's always hard to tell whether they're going to go one way or the other yeah, from uh, recent that. trends. Oh, speaking of dual audio. Uh, <laughs> okay. Not actually, this isn't a confirmation. It's that um, Zelda breath of the wild apparently is going to only have a single language, but it's tied to the language that you set for the system. And so if you change to Japanese, you're going to be playing in Japanese, switch to English. It's all in English. There's no text that changes. So it means the data is there. They just refuse to do any sort of syncing up to do the dual audio. Possible. Yeah, there's no there, there's no sub, like English <sighs> subtitles for like Japanese audio uh, version. Either, so, so dumb. That's so dumb. I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know. Region free, though. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo. Uh... <laughs> It's okay. They'll get it with the deck Zelda. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, there was only the Japanese audio track as an option. And some people were pointing out that it might have something to do with like the, the voice strike. But I don't know about that. It's it's. This just seems to be like, yeah, Japanese audio track is the only option that they, they have on this. So that's... I still think that's pretty cool, you know, considering that I wasn't oh, yeah. crazy about Cold Steel's. <laughs> Not that they're going to use the same people because that's different. Oh, and... uh. Yeah, sorry, I was just looking at some other stuff here. Oh, yeah, Valkyrie Revolution is going to be dual audio as well. I forgot about that part. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, but yeah, in any case, uh, that's also been announced. Oh, I, I should also, I want to mention briefly that, yeah, Otawa um, Romano, I'm just going to pronounce it that way because I'm just going to speak. it say Underwater Ray Romano. No, that's, I hate that fucking thing. Um, <laughs> they, uh, it's going to come to North America care of Atlas, but in Europe it's going to come care of uh, Deep Silver. So they've clearly okay. got that list shipped down with Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Now they've got it with this game. Um, it's going to, in the wet, in America, it's going to come out physically and digitally for both PS4 and Vita. In Europe, for some reason, it's going to be physical on the PS4 and digital, but also, but only digital on the Vita. So I don't know why. All right. That's usually it's backwards. <laughs> that's why I'm so kind of thrown off by that. It's like in the West, in, in America, it seems like it's usually typically more like that. But I, don't know. I, th- I think it's cool that Vita's still getting new releases. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. Both both these games that we just talked about are both coming to the Vita. So that's that's pretty damn good. But that's kind of it for the news, unless there's anything else you guys want to mention that we haven't talked about. Mm, oh, nada. Should be good. Nah. Great. So by the time this is up, I'm sure there'll be a lot more breaking news. But yeah, it's it's some exciting times. Um, I know that in a few weeks, uh, Nice America's got their press uh, press conference event that they do. And so uh, that's probably the next time we're going to have a, like an, a big thing like this again. I don't think there's anything other than like new releases between now and then. So yeah, the the, the lull is over. It's a premiere on now. It's gonna be a lot of like new releases. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, the, uh, there's also Hakuoki uh, Festival coming at the end of April that I just I read an email about, and that's in Torrance, and I was thinking of going, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, that's that's kind of it for all the big news that we had, and so. Um, just to let you guys know where you can find us, uh, you can find us at rpgsite.net. You can also find us at Twitter, just the, uh, the handle at rpgsite. You can also find us on facebook.com slash rpgsitenet. Also on Tumblr, if you want to check that out. Usually we use birthday tweets on there, so if you want to use that. Also, we got our youtube.com slash rpgsitenet. I want to announce that we're going to be starting a couple playthroughs on that channel. Um, I think that my aim is... Uh, so I'm the one doing these videos, by the way. I'm playing through Valkyria Chronicles 3 uh, using the fan translation that came out a few years ago. Um, so if you guys are interested in seeing more about that, I'll be posting videos, I think, on every Sunday. 
but I'm also going to be playing through Panzer Dragoon Saga. I've been really meaning to play through that game. It's not that long. It's like 12 hours, so I don't know why I haven't played it uh, all the way through since I thought about it, but um, that might be going up every Wednesday. But, of course, we'll tweet that news out um, whenever we post the video, so just be on the lookout if you're interested in that. I'll be playing through one of the routes. I played the other route back then, but I've been meaning to play the other for a long time. Also, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just look for TetraCast. You can also find us on Google. Search for there. I've got it on uh, my podcast app that I've got. Also, we all always like to advertise our Discord channel. It's been more active than ever, it seems. Uh, Discord.me slash RPG site is the permanent link for you to join up. Uh, just be a part of the conversation. Have a lot of fun with there. The one-year anniversary is soon for that. Yeah, that's like another... It's on the... 31st that's saying so isn't that also like the the was it the 20th anniversary of final fantasy 7 is the 31st if i'm not mistaken we could go with that yeah, yeah. hey <laughs> like an excuse and to it, stream something yeah oh well i've already got that on youtube if you want to stream it Kyle. <laughs> have you you haven't played have you played seven Kyle? no 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 i, I well that, I've seen that one be played. I haven't finished it oh, myself. Okay. How about you, Darren? You don't have like a I, billion videos on your channel of like playthroughs. Whatever. <laughs> have you played it? Uh, I've played parts of seven. I've all, the only <sighs> main Final Fantasy game I've completed is nine and fifteen. Oh, yeah. you haven't played six? <laughs> What's wrong? I've with you? played six. I just never beaten it. Or five? Or five? I've played five. It's like, I've tried out. Like, you each love one. those types of games. I'm surprised you haven't played like five. How about tactics? Give me at least tactics. Tactics is easily my favorite Final Fantasy. There, game. Okay, you redeemed yourself. Like I, I'm, I'm right there. All right, but, good. Uh, Six desperately. I, I have a weird relationship with Final Fantasy. I don't really care for a lot of the games in the main oh, series. You just have your Fire Emblem and your Star Ocean retrospectives on your channel, but you won't go back to Final. Just Final let me have my Fire Emblem. Falcon fanboy over here. Oh yeah. I'm a big Falcon fan. <laughs> yeah. So six desperately needs a definitive version. Desperately. Uh, what do you call yeah. the incredible, <laughs> phenomenal PC Steam version? And the mo- uh, yeah, I mean, that that perfect overlay, flawless uh, UI design. Nothing <laughs> better than squeaky clean sprites that have been buffed to like down to like the very essence of what makes that sprite so good like super clean the cleanest sprites you've ever seen in your life the best yeah no detail whatsoever just very (laughs) very every time i want to every time i want to play that though it just seems like a pain in the ass it's like i'm gonna load up a gb emulator but you gotta download this like music let's get a game boy micro there if I'm not mistaken, there's actually like a mod for the Final Fantasy VI. At least five. That's what I, know. I was gonna say. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. And it's just like it just. That's what I mean. Why is there no definitive version of this fucking game? Let's um, just let's just wait for the Final Fantasy VI uh, VI remake with the 15 combat engine. The uh-huh. Final Fantasy IV coming a complete collection once again. I mean, uh, that's. <laughs> I would love to see something like that. Everyone was talking about that they wanted six to be the next like remake, the three D remake, but after four and uh, three. So I would not be opposed to seeing something like that happen. But like, I'll, I'll just continue waiting for the city. Yeah, I all guess right. So. Zidane's in there, so that's pretty awesome. So I'm excited. For... Actually, not just Zidane. It's like, what's the? I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Who's the the main character's name in Tactics? 
Ramza. Ramza, of course. He's also in there. And it's really Throw weird to see him with, like, a nose. <laughs> he has a nose in that game. That's what threw me off, because he doesn't have one. He's not one. the canon Ramza. Yeah, not not <laughs> with that nose. <laughs> He's a flat face in the game. So that I do not want to see him with a nose in Dissidia. That just threw me completely off. He has no. He now has symmetry, and I, don't, I can't get that. So. <laughs> in any case, hopefully, yeah, we'll hopefully about the city soon. My God, that that contract's been up for months for the arcade exclusivity. Oh, yeah, but they're still adding characters to it. Yeah, so. they are. They just added um, uh, Kuja from Final Fantasy IX was just added to that game too. So I'm okay with that if they keep adding stuff as long as they announce that sometime soon. Maybe at E3, maybe they'll do another Square Enix E3 conference this year uh, since they have more to talk about with uh, Seven and Kid Mars Three. Right? That's going to be out sometime soon. Right? <laughs> And no, nothing matters until the FF15 online multiplayer expansion. Oh, not just that, like the story <laughs> stuff too. Yeah, that's that's the stuff actually that they're gonna. Yeah, that stu- online mode for Final Fantasy 15. It's, it sounds like White Knight Chronicles, and that made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Like Are you talking about White Knight Chronicles was. <laughs> Never mind, I can't even okay, I'll, so I'll admit though. Actually, the only good thing about White Knight Chronicles, to be honest, was that online mode because it was kind of like a. Final Fantasy XI a little bit because you had like classes and stuff like that. And I know people that were really upset when they closed that down the online servers for that I, game. I actually spent like hundreds of hours trying to get each a class in uh, Twenty Nine Chronicles One to max level. I was one of those people because um, I, I had like this weird attachment to that game that like I just got severely burned on at the second one. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my experience from that. But yeah, hopefully we hear about that. But uh, lastly, before we wrap things up here, we also like to mention our Twitter handle. So where can they find you guys, Josh? Um, you can find me at HD Kirin, H-D-K-I-R-I-N, uh, your Gundam versus Destination. I'm going to just cut that part out. Uh, Kyle, what? how can they find you? What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I support all your Gundam versus Endeavors. Thank you for your work. Thank you. Thank you. I, you can find Not me at Adlevito on Twitter at, at L-E-V-I-T-0. Okay. Great. Thank you. And Darren, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Gaming Pilgrim. Just type in "gaming pilgrim." Awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to spell it all yes. out. No, I mean honestly, that's that's all they need to hear. And you can find me at Zachary's Z A C K R E E S E, where you can see my mentions flooded by political talk. It's great times. All right, guys, thanks a lot for listening to the latest edition of the TetraCast. Catch us next time. Take care. Silence.